1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome wherever you are. Thanks for joining us on the vast worldwide Nerdbot Media Network. We are here for the Dan Fogler 4D experience which you can catch anytime you want in audio format on iTunes and Spotify. You can check out that podcast with awesome guests uh, which we will be talking about in just a second. Um, But you are here live for the video cast. We're going to interact with you guys. So if you're watching us on NerdBots Facebook or if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, which may not be working at the moment, uh, but we will interact with you guys. You can hit us up with questions. Uh, You can follow the page and send questions in that way and we will read them on the air live, which is where we are, and now, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite human beings on this planet, one of the funniest men in the world, he is an actor, a comedian, he is a Tony Award winner, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan
2: Vogler! Bernard, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Bernard? I can hear oh, you. Bam! And here I and am. And I can see
1: you. He's there. It's Dan. We're both wearing shirts with DeLoreans. That's amazing.
2: Yes. You like that? That's a this great is shirt. Uh, this is very don't need. What's yours? Bro. What's yours? What's your shirt?
1: Mine is a mashup. So it's Back to the Most Excellent Future. And driving the DeLorean are Bill and Ted. Instead oh, of the DMC, it's got a little WS Wild Stallions logo right there. I like uh, that.
2: A- that works for the. Uh, I like to do mashups, man. I like a good mashup. That is delicious. Mine says, It is. Um, where we're roads, going. Well, we're going. We don't need no flipping roads. That's my shirt, man.
1: <laughs> when you do Christopher Lloyd, you sound like you're motorboating. <laughs> you're like.
2: Well, we don't need roads. That's I learned it back. I learned to do the impression back in the '80s, so that makes sense beautiful hey, we got <laughs> motorboating <laughs> son of a bitch i was listening to your intro what's going on there in the 4 experience it sounds like you're like falling off a cliff or something
1: yeah you know i'm trying to do some sound effect here uh, i like and it give you give you a
2: little
3: like a doppler goes,
2: like a doppler right no i love that part <laughs> but the- <laughs> it's a damn phone for the experience
1: you know, in my head, I'm always in, in like a, a club or an arena with like lots of people in front of me live. Um, so in, and that's why I'm always like, I'm up, right? I'm like, it's the Dan experience. Yay! Like, you know,
3: <laughs> that's why we love you, man. That's why we love you.
1: <laughs> always
2: on stage. I had it. I had an, uh How's the weather there? It's really freaking hot here
3: in it- the UK.
1: Dude, it is hot in California. I was uh, I was actually washing my girlfriend's car in the driveway, and before I could even like you know wipe it dry, the sun had already evaporated all of the liquid. Like all the water was
3: gone. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I I had one of those days that was like the end, like Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas. It was just insane, man. It was just non stop I just was just like I woke up I was in a good mood I was like hey I got the 40 experience later today I gotta I gotta fill the whole day I'm just gonna say yes to everything yes you know and I was like hey who wants Uh-oh. me to who wants me to fill up the pool you guys want me to get the pool together yeah get the pool together so now I'm getting the pool together like I'm like you want three pools they're like yeah 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 I got it. Free freaking pools now! I put free fucking. I'm filling up three. I made like a like a water park in my backyard, man. I, I like it was. I just kept. We need pictures
1: that. of this. You got to put that on your Instagram.
2: I don't know about that. Well, sure. At Fogler's
1: um, Fictions, custom yeah, backyard water parks.
2: <laughs> hey, man! You, <laughs> I'm already spread too thin, brother. I'm telling you. And then I was like, I did that. In my that was like my entire morning was setting that up. And then and then my wife was just like, Man, what are we gonna do for dinner? I was like, I'll do dinner. I'm insane. I'll freaking make dinner. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, you got to keep stirring it so the, so the tomato sauce doesn't stick. And I'm seeing <laughs> helicopters, man. It was like, I, I was literally Leota at the end. That's and now okay. I'm witness protection now, Bernie. It's weird. Um, so I, I don't know if you would noticed, I'm super baked, very, very baked right now. I just, uh, cause I didn't, I didn't, well, let's just face it. I had a funeral pyre. Everyone would get high off of me. But he, oh, what happened?
1: <laughs> we're uh, oh, were, you, were you catching the, uh, the little reverb there for a second?
2: Oh, I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Might have been here. reverb, It might have just been inside here, pal. That's what's going on. Let me ask you a question, because you're a you don't partake uh, in the ganjars, but you you're a you're a, a, a salesman. You're a connoisseur. Not uh, yes. salesman. I mean, it's more—it's more, it's more uh, professional than that, yes. right? Yes, I am an have operating have your, officer. Yes, you have your distribution <laughs> uh, centers. Yes. Um, you ever? Now, I was just out. You know, it's—it's it's like midnight here, so I'm. It's. I was out, and I was getting baked by the by the light of the silvery moon. And I looked around. There's a lot of a lot of spiders. You know, and I'm, I'm just like, nowadays, I'm just like, I love all creatures, love all animals. I say hi to everything. Hey, Mr. Spider, you know, Charlotte's Web. Um, and I, I just, I, I've been doing this since I've been getting high is, you know, you blow a little smoke on the spider. <laughs> and then you see, you know, what kind of strain you're working with, you know, because you can always tell <laughs> instantly you know what your strain is by how the spider reacts you know like some like seriously like you can like tell by the web they so
1: what happens so 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 if you're if you're on
2: and you're a sativa kind of a guy right so what is i a am sativa, but sometimes a spider? you know but i'm out here in the uk and i'll be like can i get a sativa and i'll be like you have what i have in my pocket now sir <laughs> and i'm like right, jesus so yeah. the uk
1: is not quite as advanced as uh as
2: we are at the uh the weed running right no it's uh <laughs> so it's like a are it's like pirates out here you are maybe yes I have the booty <laughs> <laughs> so um what I do is I'll test the strain on the spider and I think that you guys can do that um in your labs <laughs> in your very professional distribution centers now this is what happens. You blow the smoke on the spider, and the spider will make a very—you um, know—they'll get—they'll like—they'll get hit with it, and they'll be like, "Oh damn! All right, shit, I better get organized," you know. And then they're just like—they start like making like an intricate. Like they'll just start like whenever you see the web, and it's like there's one spot where it's just like really, really intricate, and then they just kind of peter off, and then they just kind of hang there. That's the kind that I like. <laughs>
1: And does the indica hit them a different way the way it oh, does totally.
2: yeah, yeah, the indica they just kind of sit there and they're just like, all right, let me get over here. Let me work on that for a second
1: damn right. i'm then- I'm seeing a short animated series, yes, with a bunch of a bunch of high insects, right like you 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 make the appearance and you load them up, and then we just follow their adventures for an hour per episode, you know, and like that.
2: Yeah. And then we, I mean, we, yeah, we can get, uh, Michael Imperioli to play one of the spiders. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, spider. <laughs> He's going to be on the show. I think, uh, right we're, we're so speaking of that so um, I wanted to quickly
1: say hi to a bunch of the folks in the chat we've got uh, a lot of folks that actually um, I see a lot of uh, Ross's fans from around the uh, the world are already uh, excited and ready Gabby is in there and Frederica um, what's up to uh, a couple other folks uh, Sharon Blinn who's actually uh, one of the, an actress in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so hello, hello. Um, and Veronica Ray and Sammy Jane and a bunch of other fine folks are in here um, so, Dan, I was listening to the podcast um, and you recently had Samantha Morton on, who stars with you both in uh, Fantastic Beasts and in The Walking Dead. Yeah, and I got to tell you, it was it was such a trip yeah. because, you know, she's alpha and kind of in my head. That's my biggest exposure to her. Um, and instead of like, you know,
4: I made you
3: strong,
1: you know, and like she's like the sweetest lady in the world and you guys are talking <laughs> was about that
3: last thing you said?
1: i did you know i was just kind of doing I mean, an alpha for I mean. a second
2: what did what
3: was, was that your it was impression like, of her? i have freed you made you
1: strong
2: oh my god that was pretty good Bernie. <laughs>
1: Um, but so you guys are talking about the pandemic and she's like, um, she's like, you know, I'm I'm having trouble. All I can get is like root vegetables. And she's like, the kids are farting all the time.
2: Like, it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. She's having trouble getting food out where she's at. And, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like another kind of stonehenge place where she's mm-hmm. at. You should listen, listen to the podcast and send the woman baskets of food, just send yes. her food. That's what I did like immediately afterward. I was like, man, she needs food. So I sent her, like there's this, um, there's this like way that you can send, some of these places that send flowers and stuff, they also send like fruit bouquets and stuff like that. So I sent her a bunch of like food so her kids would stop farting. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like she just kept, on, she just kept on feeding them. You know, beans. That's right. all we have. Then. God. She's she's amazing. Um. We also had um. Uh. July was Comic Con uh, mm-hmm. homage month. So yep. we had a, and uh, we had a couple different um.
1: Kevin Smith and Cooper Andrews. Yeah. Uh, you
2: had Judy Belushi. Yeah. Um, Judy, Judy Belushi was um actually before July. But man, I loved I loved having her on the show i'm obviously a huge fan of uh her uh john you know mm-hmm. um who uh who was such a huge influence on me and i got to talk to her about all those stuff and that's a really heartwarming uh hysterical interview i, I suggest you guys listen to that one um and uh, but for comic-con month we had Raphael uh, grandpa on who did the um dark knight uh golden child with frank miller he talked about that that was really cool uh, his art was very became like a sigil for the Hong Kong you know riots and all that and,
1: Wolverine oh, too if I'm not mistaken
2: oh man he's 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 an amazing artist um, one of the greatest uh, Wolverine stories you'll ever read um, we also have my buddy James Woke on who is a great actor oh my god look, you, we cannot miss 420 no nope, no nope. we've got three minutes we got three minutes <laughs> James Woke, who was in Watchmen, um, check that one out. He's a great guy, really fun, really funny guy. Um, My wife was just like, Dan, I don't want to come downstairs and the whole back room stinks of pot. I don't want that. And I was like, what are you talking about? I lit candles and stuff. And she was just like, no. So now I need a freaking head start for 420 because I got to... I got to run to the backyard like I'm the king of my castle. All right. So I'll tell you what.
1: It's 418 at 419. I'm going to give you a minute head start. All right. And we're going to run. Uh, we have a little commercial to run. So producer Elvin, get that uh, ready to go. Hey, he's excited about it. Uh, oh, yeah. Get that ready to roll. All right, so guys, it is about to be 4:20 uh, here Pacific uh, Pacific time here in the West Coast of of uh, the United States. For Dan, it's uh, midnight 20, but that doesn't matter. It's 4:20 somewhere That's in the, the world, world, everywhere, at all times. Uh, so we are going to celebrate that. Uh, you are welcome to celebrate it with us. Uh, let us know. Um, let us know what you're smoking, how you're, or how you're um, ingesting it, in what way. Um, uh, pimp your favorite products in our chat, real quick um and and all that good stuff so we got we got two minutes to the celebration and then we're going to bring our first guest on after that uh yeah. which is ross marquan very excited to have ross back Love on the us. show um everybody is like <laughs> everybody's going nuts. They're super excited about uh, the 420 celebration dan it's 419 get out of here elvin roll that package and when we come back i'm going to give you a little weed history lesson
2: are you, tired Are you tired of, tired of having a forty experience, experience podcast and video in your life?
5: Yeah, you love you comic books, posters, and signed photos, photos of Dan, of Dan Fogler, 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 don't you? Don't well,
2: you? Well, who, who does Well, why well, the, hell the hell aren't, aren't you checking, checking out www.foglersfiction.com www. right now? Now, all right, right, right well, repeat will. it. Repeat it. Huh? Repeat it so I know you know you know it.
1: I'm
2: not hearing it. Um, www.foglersfiction.com. As, long as they can hear. That's it. right, that's right. You like petting like unicorns? Pet sure, sure do. do. Okay, okay,
4: bye.
2: bye. What? Www. What? WWW.EldersFiction.com. Www. One, One stop shopping, shopping for, for all, all. folks who needs. I'm, t- I'm still, still here.
4: here. Hello? Hello? What?
2: Are you tired, tired of, tired of not having, having a 40, 40. experience right, podcasting?
1: We are back here at the Dan Fogler 4D Experience, and it's 420 here on the West Coast. Everybody celebrate, spark it up, hit that vape, drop that edible, have that tincture, rub that cream in, whatever you do, put the the suppository wherever the hell you want to put the suppository. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So here, I want to give you guys a quick history lesson. Uh, um, Dan's favorite strain is Jack Herrera. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about Jack Herrera while Dan is getting his toke on. Um, So Jack Herrera is a strain that was named after a lifelong cannabis activist whose 1985 book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, continues to be an influential resource in the fight for cannabis decriminalization. Uh, He was often referred to as the Hemperer. I love that. Uh, it's a sativa dominant um, hybrid that was developed by Sensi Seeds in the late 80s. Uh, tasty and perennially popular strain. It's actually not one of the more visually appealing strains. It's very sticky, though, but what it lacks in visual appeal, it definitely makes up for uh, in its taste and its impact. Um, The high provides an excellent balance between cerebral and physical effects, leaving users deeply relaxed, but attentive and conversant. Uh, Jack rare is an appealing flavor, well-rounded effects, uh, hugely popular in both medical and recreational cannabis alike. It's won several Cannabis Cup titles. Uh, Cannabis Lab Analytical 360 has measured Jack rare flowers having between 15 and 24% THC. It is a winner every single time. It is Dan's favorite. Um, And if you ever Uh, hang out with me and Dan at Comic-Con, there will probably be some around and you're welcome to partake with us.
4: (laughs) What's my favorite?
1: Jack Herrera, baby.
2: Good man. You know, um, I'm an idiot. I went outside, took the huge, gigantic hit for my the apple pipes that I make like I'm Johnny Appleseed you're so funny with those like it, 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 wherever you are you you just you go get the apple and you make the apple pipe you schmeckle like that <laughs> and I make the I smoke it and I take a big hit and I'm like good job Dan you can do this you're gonna get it under the wire perfect huge hit and then I just run back through my house and just like a choo-choo train just smoke just pouring out of me and I'm like what am i an idiot <laughs> just like i'm doing the. what was the point of that <laughs> No, know there's just smoke all through my house like a can't like like jody
1: forgive him he tried he put every effort possible into
2: please forgive me abiding your by your rules <laughs> um what, are we bringing Ross on. Where is he? We at? are. We are ready. Um, everyone,
1: uh, by the way, shared uh, shared some of what they were hitting and 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 how. Um, I see some Maui Waui vape in there from Samantha. Um, everyone's having a good time with it. Um, House plant sativa from Kyra. What's going on, or Kira. Um
3: But so rain. Rain. yo,
1: ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome to the Dan Fogler 4D experience. Star of the Walking Dead, you also know him as the Red Skull. This is Ross mark juan ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun,
2: dun, 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 dun. Oh, hey! Dun, dun, What's up, dun, dun, buddy? There he
5: is. What's going on? How you doing, pal? What's happening? What's happening? Where are you at right now? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, surviving fans. this heat, we got Ross. Yeah, yeah, it is totally. Oh, dude, where'd you get that hat?
1: Uh, from the Flux Capacitor band, uh, that Dan performed with at Comic Con, and uh, oh, yeah. we've got a special message for them, uh, or from them later for Leah.
2: Does nice. it change with your emotion that hat?
1: Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey,
1: Ross, <laughs>
2: hey, hey, dude, man. I heard some amazing news, man. Oh, are you? So, you're now part of the voice cast of Invincible,
5: yes, 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 yes.
2: Okay, come, can, can you?
5: talk about that or like what's going on i don't know i mean you know robert plays things pretty close to the chest with that so i i don't know what i'm allowed to say but um I, i'm so stoked because i that's one of my favorite comics i'm sure you've read it you know as well and it's it's just oh, yeah. such it's 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 its such a twisted tale of, of superheroes and like how they you know it's it's it's, it's kind of like watching that respect where they're like do we want to keep doing this? Do we want to keep saving people? And then they just turn on each other. It's just, it's just a fantastic story. So, um, mm. and yeah, I, I've been, I've been sitting on that news for a long time. So I'm like, Oh, thank God I can finally talk about this, you know? So, yeah.
2: If you like comic books and you like complex superheroes that <laughs> beat the living shit out of each other, <laughs> like just like leaving them like, like, Oh my gosh, that's how they would look after that beating, you know? Uh, that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really do
5: beat the holy hell of each other, you know.
2: Who's doing the art,
5: man? Uh god, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, they've been working on it for a long time. So, I'm I'm hoping that by like at least by next year there will be uh some semblance of of a production uh all put together on it and, and I just I can't wait to see the cut, you know, cuz it's 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 a great. The cast is absurd. I mean, it's like John Hamm, Cudlitz. what? Uh, you know Lenny works on it that's D'Amico I mean Lauren of course uh it's just it's an incredible cast you know And I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm very excited to see it all come together
2: me too man yeah. I mean okay so Robert Kirkman who's the mastermind obviously behind The Walking Dead um I'm really excited to to see this project come to fruition I want to see this I, I want to see some animation you know yeah um and can you say who you're playing or can you can you say anything like that?
5: Or? Yeah, yeah, I think I can say. I mean, I'm playing the immortal and uh uh the the fish uh, oh gosh, blanking on the oh uh the fish man. <laughs> What's his name? Shit, I'm blanking right now.
2: Can you do the can you do the immortal's voice?
5: I I I can't because I don't remember what I did exactly for, but it's kind of like you know, it's a little Abraham Lincoln-y, you know, so uh I oh, okay. <laughs> You know, because he was Abraham Lincoln at one point.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's a great character.
5: It's a great. I mean, it, it's it's such a wild creative story. I just I love it so much, man. So I'm like, in the
2: comic it's... book. He, in the comic book, he gets his head ripped off, doesn't he?
5: <laughs> yes, he sure does.
2: Yeah, he gets his fucking head ripped off, and then oh, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to, and then he gets it like fucking put back on again. It's <laughs> fucking so love that shit. He's like a Frankenstein, dude. He's a yeah. great character. What a great he's
5: character! Awesome. He's awesome, and and I mean, uh, well, Stephen Yun is in it too, and I mean, like it's it's just yep. like every they, they cast it so freaking well. Um, so yeah. Where are we
1: gonna see this?
5: That's a great question. I don't know. Um, I would imagine it would probably wind up on something like a Netflix or Hulu, but I or Amazon. I I really have no idea what their plans are with it, but. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people chomping at the bit to, to to host it on whatever site it winds up on. I hope it actually has some sort of like theatrical release too. Because oh my goodness, I mean, I was yes. watching uh, Sp- Spider-Man Into the Multiverse last night, and I I mean, even just on my TV, I was like, God, I forgot how amazing this 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 movie is. I mean, it's it's it was such a you know revolutionary animated film in, in terms of like what they were able to capture and the way they animated it, the style. And I feel like this, you know, Invincible has the same uh, potential to be just as groundbreaking if, if not more so because it's all characters that a lot of people don't know about, you know, comic book fans know Invincible very well, of course, but I think the average, um, you know, viewer will not know who these people are and it'll be a fun little like exploration for them to, to learn who these guys are and what makes them tick.
1: There's a lot of love in the chat for it a lot of your fans are are super excited to see immortal and Aquarius on Invincible and
5: Aquarius geez why did I blink on that yeah <laughs>
2: <Thanks>. <laughs> good man burn good man good I noticed man. that uh, I noticed that there's a lot of uh walking Dead cast in the cast
5: yeah That's all, I'm
3: That's
2: all I'm gonna say
5: well yeah <laughs> I mean it's I mean I it, like literally, I'll look did you have to
1: have list. a minimum number of years served to be considered?
5: <laughs> yeah, probably. let <laughs> me um, just I mean you know it's uh, here we go. let's just go down here. I'll, I'll just list all the people because you know that's probably the easiest way. Oh, wow, they have a lot of stuff on here. Uh, well, Kari worked on it. Um, oh my God uh, Senequa uh wait, where where how far back back does this go? Oh okay um it's just like everyone and their mother worked on that thing and it was it was just awesome you know
2: um so we're gonna do we're gonna uh put you through uh the traces here man we're gonna, oh, okay we're gonna put you to work are you cool with that
5: sure sure <laughs> okay it's i want everyone
2: at home off, all right <laughs> what'd you say
5: it means my day off but i'm, I'm cool with it you know oh shit i'm sorry man. no, no, no I'm, sorry. I'm working
2: right now too i, I can't help it so- where are you
5: you, are you still? In... I'm in the
2: UK, man.
5: How do you, oh, is this a, is this a fake backdrop behind you then?
2: Uh, no, that's real.
5: Oh, wow, okay.
2: That's my wall. I put a bunch of posters up uh, oh. from the comic books and thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have several comic books uh, with heavy metal coming out. And <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. here I am, shamelessly. Um, that, that's me, by the way. These are pictures. I,
5: <laughs> I remember that guy, I remember that face hey how did that come japan man it's been since december that was the last time i saw you yeah japan was crazy
2: hey hey how did the commercial go i didn't see it i was off doing other things how did the how was it did it go well burn the commercial was great
1: actually uh the fans loved it and uh uh they had a blast with the whole segment i think i think we 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 did the 420 right we We did it right right.
2: (laughs) what's happening what i just realized (laughs) is that a lot of people are probably not even watching because they're smoking i'm like ah damn it but we'll figure it out
1: yeah there might have been a drop-off right some people
2: didn't make it back from the 420
3: break (laughs) wait 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 wait, wait, wait.
2: Uh, that's hysterical okay so we're going to uh do a reading of one of these wonderful things brooklyn i actually
1: have it uh set up to show we're going to show
2: them the panel oh the pages yeah and um so everyone at home we're doing this on the fly we had no rehearsal man we're just you know hopefully it'll be amazing (laughs) but uh it's like a little fun sneak peek of this comic book Brooklyn Gladiator that I have coming out with Heavy Metal Magazine and um and I'm really excited to have to hear Ross man he's playing the main character and uh Bernie is uh uh, doing some ancillary filler of some cops and stuff, and I'm making I'm making special effects and doing music. And <laughs> Holy crap, this is going to be hysterical! So, so for uh,
1: those uh, watching, we're going to do I'm going to do a screen share real quick um, and get that up. I will try and do it very fast um, so that you guys don't just it doesn't look lame. Um, but if you guys are ready to go, I'm uh, I'm ready to do it. Everybody, okay, good.
2: Okay, so Ross, I'm going to start Uh-oh. some I'm going to start some music and. Um, and then when you when you hear the
5: music, can we get that first image up? Or yeah, hang on one second. Uh, you do- are you going to be doing the intro and the stage? Direct or how will this work?
2: You're you're just you're reading the narration, brother. That's it. Okay, but
5: so you 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 had the introduction then, right?
2: What's the introduction?
5: Oh, on on the page one, I think, or Brooklyn, twenty
2: thirty three. Oh no, we're not doing that part.
5: Oh, we're not doing that part. Okay, cool, cool. cool
2: we're cool, cool. starting with uh. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can do that, but I wasn't planning on it <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. So uh, we're just going to start with the first page. Cool. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, Give
1: me just one second. We're trying to get the, uh, the screen share enabled um, and then we will get rolling producers, Elvin and Ellie. There we go. I think we got it.
2: Okay. And then I'm going to, so Ross, when you start hearing the music brother, that's when you start doing the narration.
5: Okay.
2: Yeah, everyone's seeing how the sausage is made. <laughs> All
1: right, give it just one more second. If it doesn't, we're just gonna we're just gonna do it. Okay. Um, but let's give not, them one more quick second to get going this, to this just rolling. Do it
5: here. if they
2: can't see it. We're just I gonna, saw something. <laughs> the next segment.
1: <laughs> pulling pulling the curtain back. Pulling the curtain back.
2: <laughs> Where is the
5: old powerful Oz? <laughs> Put him up. Okay, <laughs> We're just going to start doing we were it. We are slipping into Nick Nolte territory a second ago. I was like, oh, yeah, more of that. Who was? I was? You. you. I love it when you do your Nick Nolte. It's my favorite.
1: Oh, do a Nick Nolte? I haven't heard your Nick Nolte. Let's hear it.
5: Not
2: serious. Okay, so my Nick Nolte. Uh, my Nick Nolte.
3: My Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte. God, my God Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, my, my goddamn tooth. I got to get my. What the fuck?
2: What was that movie with the tooth? Affliction. <laughs> Affliction, yes. That's how I honed my. And you do, Col, you do the other guy. Um, oh, I, uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> no, no, no. Who, who else is in Affliction with him? Oh,
5: James Coburn. James Coburn. James Coburn from Monsters Inc. As well. Yeah, I never get to do my James Coburn. He's fun.
2: You're fun, Ross.
5: All right, guys.
2: Maverick. Okay.
5: I do
1: have the uh, the screen share is up and and good to go. So they're seeing the uh, the opening page from the Brooklyn Gladiator, The Last Storm.
2: Okay.
3: So,
2: um, okay. Cool. Let's let's mute some background noise, whatever's going on there, and let's let's get started. I Whoa. have no idea what that is. Uh, Sounds and, like someone in the booth has a moose. Yeah, <laughs> I got they it. A
4: moose. I someone just muted them.
2: They house. gave
1: me uh, to do this. They gave me executive power. <laughs> It made Some, me the the host of the stream. Uh, <laughs> Someone in the is humping a moose.
2: Okay, come on. <laughs> okay, they're gone. let's uh, let's uh, continue. All right,
1: cool. All right, we're ready to go. They've got the first page up. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, switch it here. Good. There we go. Give you the the title Give card the credits. Here's the introduction. I can't the big bruising you. gladiator in the background. Chapter one and. First panel is up.
5: Yeah. All right. Tripping on the most potent narcotic in existence can inspire some poor life choices. Welcome to Brooklyn. i will wait to the page. I'll uh, These cunts, they're the law. We like to call them nannies. They don't like that very much. They have no grace. Sacrifice themselves for a kill shot and an upgrade. They scan civilian minds, track every movement, but not mine. I don't get out, I didn't set out to be a criminal. It's what this city became that made me one. I'm John Miller, it's 2033, fascist cunts. Sickness is more profitable than health. I tried sobriety for a sec, but nothing could distract me from the horror like the fluff. It was just a matter of time till I fell off the wagon. There's no real crime anymore. The ASIs make sure of that. No one cares, total apathy. Electronics don't like me. Used to think it was a curse, but now I know. It's my gift. Constant ads, that's the military's handiwork, but even they can't hide their secrets from me. Tesla ain't happy. They reverse-engineered his tech. Made the overcast sky their own silver screen. Oh, don't forget the nanites. bots creating synthet- synthetic building blocks at a molecular level. Ah, the AM smog line. It's now the only legal drug. Smoke it and you become God in your own mind. Government manufactured and Surgeon General approved. Get caught sipping on the street and these nanite-fueled pigs will rip you to pieces. It's a hell of an effective curfew. Don't hurt me. That's- <laughs> Processing. <laughs> That's how the world works now. I don't so much break the rules as make my own. I've learned secrets even the all-seeing eye doesn't know. Knowledge is power. Hidden knowledge is gold. Whoa. Am I going astral, whole while conscious? That can't be good. <laughs> Wait, what? Under their influence, but still in control? I can feel every cell in my bloodstream pumping up my spine and into my skull. Nanite-free, I might add. 100% natural, baby. She <laughs> rushes into my leg and turns my foot into a jackhammer. Meditation exercise, bitch. That's how I do it. Oh, yum, bacon bits, gnarly. What was I saying again? Oh yeah, I know many of NYC's secrets. Blind spots, places, forgotten places. Subways are always abandoned now since the quakes, back when the nanites started digging. This is my cool telepathy voice, by the way. Stepped <laughs> into my office promise the smell was here before i moved in you never get used to it yeah that's it that's it cut it there cut it there nah. Beauty.
2: that's awesome man i mean i enjoyed
5: it very that's my cool my voice for
2: man that was
1: great before Thanks. i drop the screen share dan you want me to give the uh the the fans a little
2: peek at the next few pages just the art yeah why not Ooh. this is some simon beasley for you simon whoa <laughs> oh, naked lady. <laughs> uh, Simon Beasley is, is here. I want you to flip forward a little bit. Simon Beasley is, is hysterical because he's known, you know, he's Lobo, you know, classic, you know, heavy metal. Like, I can't believe I'm working with him. Unbelievable. But I learned that he, he has. That's my last logo. one. He's got. Oh, This is the last page we have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Uh, he has this this little quirk where he likes to uh, he likes to hide penises like little Easter eggs
3: <laughs> in his
2: work, and I guess he got in trouble with that. Um, he
1: didn't happen to do that original Little Mermaid cover box, did he?
2: Oh yikes! Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. You know, i us uh, the conspiracy. But but I'm talking about how Lobo. If you look, he got in trouble on one of the Lobo covers, where they were like, "Whoa!" Like one of the like one of the the main people in DC were like, "My God, look at this arm. The arm is so detailed, and look at that deltoid. And holy shit, is that deltoid a cock?" <laughs> he got really he got in trouble. <laughs> and you know, so uh, in one of the pages here, I guess we don't have it, but well, I guess there's a. Uh, there's a character that's blowing smoke rings. And, I was, and it says in the script, he's blowing elaborate smoke rings. Okay. And uh, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, it's like these rings. And then the obvious, you know, thing that's going through the ring it are just, they're more like smoke cocks. They're smoke cocks. I'm just going to say it. People are going to see it. And then I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. That's Simon for you. That's hilarious. It's. Uh, it, I wish we had it so you can see. Everyone's just using their imagination right now, but now see, everyone's going to want to see what it looks like. See, that's 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 advertising for you.
1: Very that's- cool. And we are back. <laughs> uh, the screen share is is stopped, so they are they're seeing us now.
2: Bernie's just. All-
1: <sighs>
2: yeah, real fun, Dan. No, this is great. I love it. Hitting, <laughs> in the art. <laughs> oh, no, you guys got to, you guys have to look this up. He's got to look it. He would like, you remember, remember Hirschfeld? He used to hide little ninas. Simon hides cocks.
3: That's his really? thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know how many, like, I mean, I don't know how many he hid in Brooklyn Gladiator. I'm Yeah, sh- you can make it's You can guys can make a whole game out of finding all the cocks. <laughs> but uh, I know that there's definitely that scene where one of the characters is smoking and there are elaborate smoke rings and it's, uh, I was like, you know what? I guess I could, you know what? Simon, Simon Beasley, and he's Simon Beasley. And uh, he likes drawing cocks in his work. So I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it, fuck it. That's hysterical. Okay. I'm gonna let that happen. I'm not, I'm obviously not upset about it. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I think it's actually hysterical. Um, but I was like, you know what? It kind of works in the moment because that character would do that. He's He's smoking his emotional backdrop. And he's thinking about cox? I don't know. Anyway, so um,
1: a <laughs> lot, of, lot of great reaction, Dan, uh, both for the art and uh, Ross for the read. Uh, a lot of people loving, uh, loving the VO work and very excited now for uh, Invincible.
2: Thank you. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about, <laughs> let me backtrack because this is live. I can't erase that whole penis rant. Ross. Yes your work on that reading was delightful. Oh, thank you. I, uh, you're I
5: thought.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was so great to, to hear that. Um, with your reading and doing that on the fly. And what did the people say, man? Were people digging the, how did the music work? I mean, what did it all sound, did it all kind of weave together, Burn? What did you think?
1: Yeah, so uh, amazing to listen to. uh, Seeing, um, hearing Ross read that has made me even more hype for Invincible. Awesome, wow. Uh, Ross could sound great reading a cookbook. Um, from Richard Ross in San Diego. Um, Ross, read me a bedtime story. Great writing from Joe Pallone. Uh, Gabby going bananas with some emojis. Uh, Sharon Blinn, loving it. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Everyone everyone digging that. Um, Ross, I almost... That voice... Ross? What was that? Did you
5: say, what did you say Richard Ross in San Diego? Is that Rick Ross? Is that the Rick Ross? <laughs> no. Was Rick Ross listening to this podcast? Is that the Rick. Rick Ross... Yes,
1: um, I. You know what I, I heard a little bit. Just it, and and I don't know if that was the the intent, but it almost sounded like you were doing an impression of Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that.
5: Oh, kind of interesting. It was in it was
1: in the ballpark.
5: Oh <laughs> wow! I. You know, I was I was. Oh my god. That's interesting because I was like I I was thinking about leaning into the Brooklyn thing, and then I was like, you know, I don't want to go too far with that. But I wonder. You know, sometimes. I slip into people's voices without meaning to. So maybe, maybe Jeffrey subconsciously visited me while I was doing the <laughs> reading. Um, are we going to announce the winners now?
1: Yes, we are going to announce the winners. Um, <laughs>
2: okay. So I
1: just gave up control of the, uh, the screen sharing. I might need to to bring it back to show the winners or we can just announce them. It's fine.
2: Oh, okay. well, it might um, be fun to do that. But, um, but in the meantime, um I know, Bernie, this is a little gift for you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting Ross on the spot again. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to hear Big Trouble in Little China, uh, uh, Kurt Russell. That's um, Bernie's, one of Bernie's favorites. Ja- I got, Ross, all
1: of these pops right here. This is Jack Burton. We got "Rain of the Three Storms and uh, David uh, Lopan right there.
5: God, are you kidding me? Ah,
1: it's a great movie
5: great I, it's, it's it's one of my and i guess they're remaking it with the well, originally it was going to be I heard, I yeah i heard
1: that i don't know if it's still going but yeah
5: no um, one no one has the, the the swagger and the style of kurt kurt russell is just like he's just a he's just a bundle of joy i don't i mean i was watching bone tomahawk the other night did you have you seen that no no
1: i haven't seen that one
5: you you guys should watch bone tomahawk it's 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 like a horror western and it's 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 really
2: messed up mm. I, I love him name. in a western, man.
5: Yeah, playing
2: Wyatt Earp. Ooh,
5: he's he's a sheriff, of course, and his voice is just so. He's he, like his hair looks amazing. It's just like he's got the best hair of all time. I think he's the best hair in Hollywood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I love him so much. I think he's he's wildly underrated. I think he's 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 a damn good actor, you know.
2: Let's hear your Jack Burton man, or else I'm gonna flip out.
5: Well, I don't think I, I don't I don't know if my Jack Burton is uh, exactly where it should be. I feel like it goes into John Wayne territory a little bit there.
1: But uh, I think that was kind of where that's kind of where he gets yeah. some inspiration, actually.
5: Yeah. Well, I think I think he he tried to emulate John Wayne early in his career and, and no one's called out Christian Slater yet. But Christian Slater is clearly just been doing a Jack Nicholson impression his entire career. And no one said anything. Yeah, which absolutely. Which is cool. but like like, hey uh just wanted to say uh really nice to be here and you're like that's jack nicholson that's for sure you're doing jack (laughs) the volume that first time we saw him in public volume was like bro that's jack nicholson
2: (laughs) can we do a couple impressions here while we're
5: i've been doing uh nick offerman a lot recently oh
2: let's hear your nick
5: well Nick is uh I've been doing a lot of woodworking at home and I've been enjoying uh staining, sanding and uh, painting all sorts of different pine and uh, redwood. I find that redwood is the most uh uh rich of the woods. Uh, I love how it looks with uh, a good stain on it. It has a uh, nice <laughs> natural nice nice finish to it.
2: I've been <laughs> It's good. I was I've been doing mashups, man. I like oh, I like a good mashup, like, like, okay. So like in honor of um, like, I tried to fit as many references into the mashup as I can, like crossing the streams. I thought that was bad. Yeah, you said that was bad. <laughs> it is bad, but it's fun. Cause you know, it rearranges your molecules. But, um, so I did one for a Michael J. Fox one in honor of Leah later. Oh. And it goes like this. It goes, Oh, ready? Watch this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Whoa. Whoa, Spock. See how you see what I did there? Whoa, Spock. <laughs> Tell me that you build a time turner. How huh? huh? did the Mandalorian? What? What?
5: <laughs> that in there? Was that accidental? Built the
2: time turner out of the Mandalorian. <laughs> that's pretty good. that's great. Thank good. you. I also got um. I got a. I got a lot of these. Uh, oh, you get this is a good. Ah, this is what I've never never done before. Um, this is very exciting for me. This is this is this is everybody
5: loves Ray Donovan. Okay. Oh, it says Brad, Brad Garrett. Okay, that was Brad Garrett. Everybody loves Ray Donovan. Okay. Okay.
3: Ah, oh, why I I don't even wanna I don't even wanna go to your house. Why would I want to break your legs?
5: <laughs> oh my gosh. I keep enjoying these. Me too. Obviously. Do you have a Wilford Brimley in honor, in honor of Wilford? Oh. oh, Bartles and yeah. Jane. Well, I do have a Wilford
2: Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been a fun I used to do a Wilford Brimley with the, the weight. But I can't make. I can't do it anymore because it just used to be about the way he said diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it anymore.
1: Um, one of our one of the one of the fans in the chat, um, I believe this was uh, Laura Kerr, uh, wants to know if you guys can do impressions of each other.
2: Fuck no! I <laughs> I can, I only have. I only have one impression. I mean, I bet you can, Ross, because you're a genius. I only have one impression of Ross, and. What's that? <laughs> It's when you've laughed really hard at one of my bits, and this is what the sounds you make after you go, you go, oh, oh, kind of spot on. It's kind of spot on. (laughs) I do, I do. Ross catching his breath after laughing his ass off.
5: That's what I do. (laughs) I love it. You don't have an impression of me. I don't. I don't. I I haven't worked on you. I need to work on you next year. I think that's going to be my goal on set. You know
1: we should have a dan off we'll get cooper back on we'll all do a
5: dan off or oh, does does cooper have a dan I, we does, should all yeah. develop one hell yeah i think that's cool. i mean it, it's it's a lot of giggling it's a lot of like <clears throat> no it's a good thing i mean, you're very it's not a bad thing you're a gleeful guy you you giggle a lot you're you, you're you're full of laughter and mirth it's a good thing <laughs> you're you're you, you laugh a lot it's good
2: that's the mirth master story. that's the, you know you know you're you're, you're you're funny you know in a way you tell your story i have i have one that is i have hank hill as henry hill oh oh, oh.
5: you want to hear that one yes, of course i do
2: bobby okay hold on okay here we go <clears throat> I, have to, I have to practice bobby get the hell off of my lawn okay here we go tommy tommy you're just funny. I like the way that you tell your little stories.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on! <laughs> I love it. I love
2: it. Uh, These mashups uh, are, are the best. I got one more. You want to hear it? Yes, of course. Let's it. This is self-explanatory. <laughs> oh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Twelve. <clears throat> Wait a minute. <clears throat> Twelve monkeys fall into a bucket. (laughs) Twelve monkeys fall into a bucket of cream. Eleven of them die
3: instantly. They die. They drown in the cream.
2: (laughs) Wait, I can't go on. I can't go on. But you know what? You saw what I was doing there. Dan, give me a,
1: a, who could I mash up Eric Cartman with? I'm the 12th clown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late over here, folks. What time is it over there? Uh, it's past It's nine. about to be 1 a.m. So hold on. Oh, so God. you're, so doctor. He's, he's eight hours after us. You have a Cartman impression? Yeah. What <laughs> do you want me? I don't, don't know. know. Who's, who
1: should I mash it up with? I
2: can't do your mashups for you. I, okay.
1: All right. All right. Uh, Why fans in the chat. I fans in the chat. Give me something to mash up Eric Cartman with.
5: What about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, oh no, no! I got, I got, I got it. Eric Cartman. Eric Cartman. A short round from Temple of Doom. Doctor
3: Jones. Doctor Jones. Look out! Okay. <laughs> Here okay. You guys, I'm going home.
2: Just wow, that's, actually that's happening. really good. Does that actually happen in South Park?
1: I, that maybe. Does could he do a short
2: round, or did you just invent that? No, thing?
1: I just, I just, I was doing short rounds, lying as Cartman.
2: Whew, I think we're gonna get in trouble for that and the cock rant. I'm worried, Bernard. <laughs> I'm not concerned at all. It's everyone's forgiving in the apocalypse right now.
5: I guess you so. respect my authority. Okay, Dude, that's, that's a really good Cartman.
2: Thank you. That's, <laughs> like.
5: <laughs> That's like spot
2: on okay let's talk about the winners we have the exactly- winners
1: uh, we actually have a uh, Dan we've got a little uh, a little prize package. Uh, commercial we're gonna run for uh, what they're going to win. And then uh, I will screen share and show everybody the winners. Whoever uh, saw us two weeks ago on the last installment of the 4D Experience video videocast uh, saw about 32 amazing costume entries. And we have, uh, I believe seven, we have four runners or four uh, honorable mentions and three, uh, three big winners. So uh, producer Elvin's gonna run a package and uh, we'll be right back with the winners.
3: Oh, oh hey.
2: hey! It's me, it's me Dan, Dan Fogler, for the 4D, 4D experience, experience Podcast. And, and this is, and this a, is a, commercial a commercial for Fogler's, Fogler's Fictions. Fiction. You know you what? Know what? Have, you, have just you just recently won a, won a contest, contest from the uh, fantastic, fantastic new, <laughs> new video chat, chat or, or on the uh, audio podcast for the 40, 40 Experience Podcast? Just audio, chat, fun, excitement. Well, well, guess, guess what? what? You get, <laughs> you get to get have a Focal fiction, fiction,
1: fiction Fun
2: Pack well, signed by, by me.
1: me. Just got on
4: the it
2: concludes Sort
1: uh, assortment of Comic Books, including Brooklyn Gladiator.
2: So Moon we'll the, Lake, we'll do the um, fish
1: kill, 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 and then we can go to Lake. All, all, all the posters, posters you see you behind, me. behind me.
2: You can you even can, uh, uh, if you figure, figure out, uh, out uh, what kind uh, of uh, fan you or are. Or mine. Of mine, we can, we can figure, figure out, how out signs, signs to the pictures. pictures. Who knows? It's, it's very, very exciting. exciting. Yes, yes. Open I tape all of this on my wall.
3: Back to you, Burn.
2: I
1: don't hear you, Oven. Oh, you're muted.
2: Oh, my darling. Elvin? Oh. All right. I
1: believe we are back. Um. (laughs) That was the commercial. Yeah, the commercial ran. Um, I believe we are back from the commercial. And uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, screen share here, ladies and gentlemen, and and show you guys the winners. They're not in a particular order. I didn't like one through seven them. So we're just going to show them and talk about them real quick so the this nice is from folks. our last show this was uh a lot of fun some really great costumes and here we go for everybody oops uh, there we are oh
5: wow
1: yeah so the um this was oh. one of the yeah they did a a gender swap of uh queenie and jacob um a couple on the right
2: The couple on the right did an amazing job here they
1: they are just very attractive people Thank you. um <laughs> some really smart like uh uh choices and and how to do the gender swap and and things like that and keep it in the air i love what she did with the uh the, the gown there so very cool yes um, gaining
2: points honorable mention very yes, creative yes
1: awesome.
2: um and then we have ah! nightmare fuel right here genius <laughs> this is one
1: of the winners uh, oh. from from the never-ending story, we have a Atreyu with Artax sinking into the quicksand. This is at Dragon Con. You'll notice the distinct brown line carpeting of what I believe is the uh, Marriott in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: that's, haunt it, that's trauma therapy right there. Stupid
5: horse, <laughs> you're letting the sadness of the swamp get to you. Holy uh,
2: snaggles.
5: <laughs> that, that scene still messes with me to this day. That's, oh. a, that's not a movie for kids, that's a, that's a movie for adults. Really <laughs> absolutely look at this poor uh, wait, go next back up... to that
2: go back wait go back to that go back okay go back. look at this poor horse head look how good. that is genius is. yeah how did, they, how did she make how did this person make this it's a real so horse
1: there's head. a they they i remember when um I, I saw them live in person and then i uh found them on uh, facebook and they had a whole like um work in progress thing of making the horse head and it was like incredibly intense
2: incredible yeah. see what's it what's hysterical is like the moment where she's like walking to the place with the horse head under her arm. She should rent <laughs> it out. She's like, here's a good spot. Clunk. Ah! She, should, she should rent it out for, you know, Godfather. Um, yeah, you know, Godfather. she made Dragon
1: Con an offer they couldn't refuse.
2: There you go. Uh, okay, what's the next one?
1: Uh, next one's one of our winners. This is Grimlock from the Transformers. Yep. Um, he is seven feet tall in this costume. It's awesome. Meet
2: Grimlock. Grim, Grimlock was my favorite toy growing up. Really? Uh, this person could not have known that, but that's why that's why they got my vote. It, yes, what was, it, a
5: lot of nostalgia. What was the name of the purple ones that were like? Was it Constructicons? Constructicons, purple and green. Yep. Though that was my favorite Transformer. That and uh, Sound Soundwave. Would be they were
1: favorite. unfair until the Aerialbots showed up. Constructicons was like unfair when they became Devastator. Right.
2: Constructicons yeah. were cool because they were. They also had the Voltron aspect to it.
1: Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. This is uh, the last of our winners. This is Look Inspector this Gadget. Gotta oh, love this.
3: Right.
2: Gosh. Look at that. The guy has a. It's so good. The guy attached a fan to his head. That is a
5: ceiling <laughs> fan.
2: He's it's giving great. himself. He's definitely. Related to Jimmy Camel somehow. And he, <laughs> he's going to need some kind of uh, adjustment to his spine after this, and I appreciate the effort. Really
1: Absolutely. Uh, we it's have a couple more honorable mentions. Uh, we have uh, Stitch. Stitch. Oh, such a good Stitch. This is awesome. This is a, a, a really her. great cosplayer out of Arizona, Asta Young. She's fantastic. Love um, her. Um, and then we have Prince.
4: <laughs> Dude.
1: I know. Aaron Rampal, he's a comedian out here in LA um, and is a great prince.
5: That, <laughs> that is amazing. The lighting right? and everything too. That's so good. Oh, it's beautiful. Wow.
1: And our last one, uh, I want to say, I believe this is uh, probably Reinhardt, I think, um, from League of Legends. not War. not That's It a- could be, yeah. I don't know. It's beautiful.
5: Look or at that. Or is this uh, World of Warcraft?
1: One of the, uh, or League of Legends.
5: League oh, of Legends, okay.
1: He looks like a he looks like a toy doesn't he he does he looks amazing Jeez. that's got to be oh you got to feel like you're drenched in sweat after you take that thing off
2: <laughs> he looks like a McF- like a mcfarland sculpted toy or something yeah that is wild man
1: that all right funny. that is the end of our uh contestants so we'll, uh, well get done. in touch with everyone if they're watching us uh we'll get well in done, touch everybody. give you guys the prizes um i'm gonna stop the screen share i'm gonna give control of this feed back to uh Producer Ellie, and then uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna have Leah ready to go. Just so give me just a second for that. And actually, Dan, if you want, um, I do have the winner of our sci-fi bracket challenge. Um, so Ross, over the last couple of shows, we, uh, we took 32 of the, you know, the best all-time science fiction TV shows, put them into an NC2A bracket style, Um, and ran it down. The fans voted on the first round, and then they got to take uh, the final two. And then uh, Coop, Dan, Kevin Smith, and I, uh, and Phil Lamar on the last show uh, brought everything down, did the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, and Final Four. And it came down to, we couldn't have planned this, Star Trek versus Star Wars, the original series 1966 versus The Mandalorian. And the winner is by about a 20% margin. Star Trek, the original series goes wire to wire. No matter how hokey, they got popsicle stick models. Never tell me the shot. odds. <laughs> oh. Reigning supreme as the best science fiction show. Wow. Wait, which
2: one? I, I talked over who won. Uh,
5: Star-, <laughs> Star, Trek, Star Trek, the
1: original series. <laughs>
5: I would have gone with next generation myself. I'm surprised that didn't that didn't win out over the the, the, the original. Oh, I love uh, you know.
1: I'll bring that, that up real quick and uh, let me you know, I'll let you know what happened to it. Telling me the, the, the Kirk beat the Mandalorian.
3: I oh, love. Kirk, I take it back.
1: It I wasn't understand. a twenty. It was it was a less than twenty votes margin. My bad, guys. Less uh, than twenty votes margin on that.
2: <laughs> Get off of my wookie! <laughs> Ross taught me how to do Harrison Ford, but he doesn't it much better.
5: It's all on the finger. It's all so, on the finger.
1: So Ross TNG took out Twilight Zone and Farscape on its way to a faded battle in the uh, Elite Eight against the original series. We had Trek on Trek, and the original series beat TNG. Dang. And we had an early exit um, on the show with uh, Coop and Kevin Smith. Battlestar Galactica drops in the Elite Eight to Quantum Leap. Hey Bernie. Yes. What? Hey,
2: Hey, Bernie. (laughs) Yes, sir. Is my mic on? What the fuck? Your mic is is on, yes. Hello, is this thing on? Hello. Hello, how do these things work? Um, Do you want to announce now the next cosplay contest? Uh,
1: This would be a great time, yes. Um, so, for those of you hanging out at home, you can uh, you can check out our Facebook page for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience video cast, or check out Dan's uh, Instagram at Fogler's Fictions. And we're going to show you some art from Brooklyn Gladiator, and we're going to have another cosplay contest where we encourage you guys to dress up as characters from Brooklyn Gladiator.
5: Yeah, we and
1: we'll right, give man. out another fantastic prize package. So that's going to be in two weeks. Uh, on August, I want to say it's the twenty second. I hope that's right. Um, that's my <laughs> what? We should we should bring him in to wish him a happy birthday.
2: Well, oh, no, let him have his that's birthday party. <laughs>
1: um, And nice. uh, I think we're good to announce our our guest for that episode. Dan, you wanna you want me to Wait, keep this that episode?
2: Come on, let me check my the next.
1: <sighs> Wait. Oh, what are we talking about? The next episode. Uh, we have that oh! guest confirmed. you wanna you wanna do it or you wanna? Oh, go ahead, man. You, you're on a roll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will have from True Blood and Magic Mike and Justice League. Joe Manganiello will be our guest for that show.
2: Magic Mike. <laughs> did you see that one? I didn't see that. One. I oh, yeah. did not see the Magic Mike. But well, we series. also wait. We also got who else? You know who else we got for the next show? Uh, Matthew
5: McConaughey. <laughs> and they're doing a dance.
2: <laughs> no, we got a. Uh, we got Seth. Um, that's going to be on the show. Yeah.
5: Seth, Seth who? Gilliam. Gilliam. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, from The Walking Dead. Uh, very excited. To a have Gabriel. You. Yes. Yeah. And um, so that's going to be a fun show. When's that one, uh, Burn? That's the 22nd. In two
1: weeks, the 22nd. Sweet. Two weeks.
2: And that's your birthday, man. So we got to do a Ross's shout birthday. out to Ross. We'll do a happy birthday for Ross on that. Yes. Day. Yes. Unless All you. Right. Want- do you want? Do you want to do it via satellite or something, man? That day, we'll see. We'll talk about I'll
5: probably, it. I'll probably be in the mountains. I probably won't have very good.
2: You're like, I'm never going to do the show again, Dan.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. Oh no, 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 no. that's All right. A good...
1: Dan. I know you've been excited uh, to to bring our next guest in. Um, Since
2: 1987, been... I've been excited.
1: Right. Um, so, for those of you watching at home, uh, you certainly know her from Back to the Future, some kind of wonderful Howard the Duck. Uh, the, the list is a mile long, Red Dawn, all the right moves, tons of films, and she's directed uh, several episodes of The Goldbergs, uh, including an episode featuring Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the Dan Fogler 4D experience, please give it up for Leah
2: Thompson! Oh my
3: gosh!
2: We're here.
0: Hello. How are you?
2: Where are you? Are you in LA?
0: Los Angeles.
2: beautiful. Nice. Oh my goodness! Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. This is you. so
2: exciting. Okay, so I met you. Let's let's we'll go backwards here. Um, do you know Bernie and Ross here? Are you guys uh, familiar
1: with? I the... have never met Leah, so hello and welcome, and it's a pleasure
2: to meet you.
0: Thank backwards. you. Same to you.
2: I met you, I met you on the Goldbergs, okay. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I felt like I, I mean, I've been watching you since uh, you know the '80s, so I, I know you for. I feel like I, I know you for a long time. But I got to work. I feel like I, I, so I got to work with you on my favorite episode of the Goldbergs, okay? It's my favorite. I've done a lot of them. I've done many, many episodes, many Thanksgiving episodes. I've even driven a Delorean in one of them, uh, which is uh, amazing. But. um the episode that I did with you I got to combine I don't know it was like a for me it was like a perfect storm I got to combine all everything that I love like all the Belushi like um physical comedy and I got to wear fingerless gloves and I got to like steal the Knight Rider car and um why were you so amazing you just like I don't know you were just, you just said ah, you just so Said yes to everything and you were just like more and more yes go even go even crazier and and it was such a pleasure to work with you so so thank you for that for giving me my favorite episode and and just being Um, such a great you
0: know you're just your talent is so extreme I was just so uh delighted to work with you and you know it's it's one thing when you're an actor and you see something you know you see all this excitement coming from your scene partner but when you're a director it's like gold and the funny thing about the Goldbergs is that it's just like so crazy like you you know the things they ask you to do are so mad, and uh, you were so amazing and you know it's not comedy's not always easy in terms of like getting it all together, but you are just a genius, so I you know that's the greatest gift when you're an artist is being able to work with someone like you. It was, it was a, one of the great moments of my directing career. So thank you.
2: Oh, well, well mm, thank you. I, I got I, I got to drive the night Rider car, okay? <laughs> like I got, I, okay? There's so many things from my ch- childhood that I get to like really like to, you know, play through and, and like on the show. What's up, Ross?
5: There was a steering wheel that didn't go all the way around. Right, right? yeah, no. Right, it it was, was like
2: this. Little, it was yeah. a corner head or something. You drive that thing on your back. I was on my back. That and the DeLorean, you drive the same way. I don't know how you guys, I don't know how the hell. The DeLorean is, is a very hard car to drive. Terrible.
0: I- to drive it, uh, I did Dancing with the Stars, and I'd never even been, you know, in one of the tricked-out DeLoreans, <laughs> right, right, and they were like, oh, we've got a promo, you're gonna do this. That's a feature dance, <laughs> then they go, here's the promo, now they bring this DeLorean, and then they say, drive as fast as you can towards the camera, it's some, like, poor sod, you know, you know, filming B-roll, and he's standing, and I'm like, dude, these brakes suck, like, really? And then I have this really macho Russian partner who's like, I want to drive the DeLorean. And they're like, <laughs> oh, she has to drive it. And then he's like, he's throwing a you know a little fit about not driving the DeLorean because I got to. But I almost killed somebody because the, the brakes, right? The brakes suck. It's right? a
1: really heavy car. It's, it's, it's stainless steel. Like, that is a really, really
2: heavy, small car. It's hard to get up to 88 miles per hour. Per hour too. It's just...
0: I doubt it. I very much doubt that that car can get to 88. <laughs> and then you okay. can't stop it.
2: Uh, we'll get to Back to the Future, Back to Back to the Future in a 2nd I got to get back to Back to the future in a second. But uh, I want to talk about... Um...
5: You're <laughs> alpha chief. You're Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher
2: Lloyd is an alpha chief.
5: Back to the future, buddy! Oh,
2: I'm going to figure out how to get this flux capacitor working. I'm so sorry, Leah. Um, <laughs> what's hysterical is that there is a Pacino reference in the next movie because of Jeffrey Jones because he's fucking Eddie Bozone, <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> he was in a Howard the Duck with you. Remember, How- okay, so Howard the Duck, okay. Um, this movie, which I saw probably a million times on HBO as a kid, like it played over and over and over. Like, you, you know, I had the one HBO channel So you just, I just watched it. I just watched everything. They must have
0: given it to them for free. What do you think? I mean, they're still playing it. You know, apparently that's how It's a Wonderful Life became a hit because they just gave away the rights for nothing. So everybody played it on TV. All So I imagine that's what happened with Howard the Duck because it's always on, right?
2: Did you have fun making that movie or was it crazy or like...
0: Fun, you know, movies. You make these giant movies, right? Can yeah. is it, can you describe them as fun? There's like moments, right? Right,
4: right, right. It's yeah. hard to
0: describe the whole experience because it's so much work. But um, I think when I had I had some fun with. Um, I, 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 I. Of course, you have fun, but it was just a lot. Like there was long sequences. There were no special effects then, so everything took forever. Like there was a whole sequence in the diner, you know, that diner right. scene? That right. took a whole month.
2: Yeah, it's like a Muppet show, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, was a
0: whole month of shooting the same stupid joke over and over again. Oh
2: man, yeah, yeah. Um, what's crazy is, uh, I have like these weird synchronistic, <laughs> I, I make these connections, you know, to these to these things. So so Chip Zine, mm. okay, who's the voice of, of Howard the Duck, um, so he was the baker. <laughs> he was the baker in Into the Woods. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the first shows I ever saw. I was, Chip Sign. I was in a, one of the first movies I ever saw, what, uh, or what, one of the first movies I was ever in was with him, Brooklyn Thrill Killers. And then he was also the voice of Howard the Duck, right? So it was crazy. Like if you ever see, if, if you're like a theater person, which a lot of people, you know, are on, listen to this, uh, if you if you know like into the woods, no one is alone. Fathers, okay? That's <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> People make mistakes. <laughs> that's Howard the Duck. I think that's hilarious. Um, Howard the Duck know. singing Steinheim. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
3: know. Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh.
2: See, you learn something new every day. Um, okay, so I can't believe so do you know where howard the duck is right now
0: uh no
2: okay i know where he is have yeah. you ever been you ever been to the archives the lucas archives no at the on the lucas ranch no okay so i did this movie <laughs> i did this movie called fanboys okay oh, yeah. and the whole time they were just it's like just yeah man miracle. after this this is crazy because afterward that a treat Everyone gets to go to the Lucas Ranch, and we're like, "Yeah!" And we get to go to the infamous archives, and, and you imagine like this amazing museum of all of Lucas's films, you know. And and it's more like like a warehouse, and like a and like a like a dusty library, with, on like shell, like things are just like. So I know. So this is where Howard the Duck is. Howard the Duck is flopped over like this, next <laughs> with. <laughs> With a Captain EO costume draped over him like this, um, <laughs> stuffed next to Han Solo and Carbonite like that. <laughs> okay, on some on some bottom shelf somewhere, um, you know, next to the Ark of the Covenant. It's it's crazy to walk through your childhood like that and just be like. <laughs> It's like a goulash. It's like someone took like a, it was like a pop culture mix of wackiness. And if you haven't been to the archives, I strongly suggest you go there. You, ever, you never been there, Leah?
0: I went to George Lucas's birthday party once, but I think that was just kind of upstairs. But then, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. It's something sad though, really. Isn't it in a way? I mean, I remember... I remember taking my nerdy um, nephews to this the set of Star Trek finer, <laughs> and it was really sad I mean they were super excited till they got there and realized it's just like
3: you oh, know right.
0: people in silver makeup and that nothing These really floppy <laughs> I kind of feel guilty about that still. I, <gasps> Don't <laughs> <So people laughs> want to believe that Howard the Duck is real, okay?
2: Oh no, he's not real. <laughs> no, he's got this much dust on his bill. Okay, what's crazy is what's crazy is. Here's the other beautiful thing about Howard. No, I'm nowhere. I'm harping on Howard the Duck here, but this is this. I know it was a crazy experience for you, but my God, it it was an amazing like experience for me because you you were I mean, I guess I. Mel Blanc, okay? Mel Blanc was in that movie.
3: Yeah. You know? Daffy yeah. Duck.
2: Okay, Ross. Ross right. is, yes. Wow. Ross is a big voiceover guy. He loves, you know, and me, I, that's how I learned, that's how I got into acting was watching Looney Tunes and sitting in front and going, oh my God, one guy does all those voices? I can't believe that. And, and um, so to, the fact that you were actually in a movie with him is very, uh, is amazing to me. And I'm sure it's amazing, the Ross too. And the fact that, I just wanna say that I'm not surprised that you're um, directing and you know, just doing what you're doing now. You have, you have accumulated and you've worked with such amazing people over the years. Some of the, the, the greatest talents over the years. And you have all of this amazing knowledge and I'm so happy that you're you know, continuing. Like what, what, else are you, what else are you directing now? Besides the gold,
0: um, well, I directed my own movie, and that's on Hulu. It's called "The Year of Spectacular Men," and uh, my two my daughter Madeline she wrote it, starred in it, scored it, and did five of the songs and sang. And
5: wow. then my other
0: daughter Zoe Deutsch uh, was in it and produced it. So that's on Hulu. So that was the first thing I ever made from scratch. You know, you know how hard that is to like just like yep. bring something together. So that. And then I'm directing a lot of different... T- I got to do Stargirl for DC, which was oh, really shit. fun.
3: That's awesome.
0: I directed that, and uh, they finally let me be in Goldbergs, the last Goldbergs I directed. Oh, did they? Yeah. And uh, what else? I've done, like, Mom, and uh, I'm gonna, like, you know, just a bunch of TV shows. <laughs> I did Katie Keene. <laughs> but but Stargirl was really fun, because it was the first time I got to do... You know the new special effects and all those they had, I had two great stunt women who did this crazy stunt routine um and i got to design this the shots and the staging and the um just really it was all on wires and that that was really fun for me because i used to be cool. a dancer so wow. I, I really appreciate that kind of choreography and so that that was super fun for me and it's really fun to see it how they do it you know how the wires are when you see it before they fix it you can see how it happened and uh and in the editing room and so that that was really good for me it like opened up my mind and that's the fun thing about directing you get to do different i get to do different styles of things but i have a bunch of movies that i'm supposed to do but are we ever getting back to work wait (laughs) you're going to work you're in you're working right
2: yeah yeah i'm well i'm about to I'm, I, well, I'm about to do the Fantastic Beast three in September. Knock on wood. Um, Ross is Ross is busy.
5: He's Ross, doing- what are you doing? I'm I'm working in my sound booth. I, I got a I got a sound booth here that I you know spend pretty much all day in doing various projects in there. So that's just keeping me busy like crazy. I just any word on, uh,
1: oh, sorry. Oh, any word on you guys uh, getting started with Walking Dead coming back soon? It's, right. it's
5: all going to be dependent on epidemiologists and what they recommend because until, until it's like fully safe to get back to work we're not going to do it so um I'm, again as dan was saying hopefully later this year but it's 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 just kind of impossible to know right now so
0: where did you get that badass booth
5: i got it from a guy on uh, craigslist actually at the beginning of the the pandemic i was like i should probably get a sound booth and got it off him for for pretty cheap, and I've been using it pretty much every day, so.
2: Hey, Leah, Mm -hmm. did you direct yourself uh, in the Goldberg episode that you were in? You did? Oh, cool. And what was that like? Was that, did you do like a, did you do yourself, or did you do a version of yourself, or like?
0: No, I did a New York accent, and uh, you know.
2: What?
0: (laughs) I did, I walk like this, I did, for sure.
4: (laughs) Really,
0: I did. I'm not sure they were happy with it or not, but that's what I did. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so that was uh, that was fun. That was fun. It's, okay. It's-
2: so, you know, how many times have you heard this? You are some kind of wonderful. Every time you.
0: <laughs> you know what? I've never heard that. Honestly, never. I hear you're my density. Oh. I hear you're my density, but not you are some kind of wonderful. Really? That's the first time. I'm a virgin.
2: My God. Now I feel honored. <laughs>
0: okay. The that makes I'm
1: sense. That makes a lot of sense if it, you know, a fan walks up and that's kind of the line. Um, you know, kind I of like uh, uh, that, uh, the poor guy. I, I'm blinking on his name. Um, but uh, Colonel Sanders from Spaceballs. And then everyone walks up to him. I watched this one time. I, was, I met him in a food court. George, um blanking on his last name. Uh, and people just walk up and go what's the matter colonel sanders chicken oh god you have
3: to look <laughs> oh, <leave it> <laughs> <laughs> okay
4: so
2: um so the reason i bring up some kind of wonderful <laughs> is uh i mean i love that movie and um um and but the the eric stoltz of it all i wanted to get into so so in back to the future right so eric stoltz was supposed to be Marty, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, I don't know if I, a lot of people know that. So Eric Stoltz, who was in Some Kind of Wonderful With You, which is, you know, fun movie. And, I, and I'm always, a and they, they shot for like a month, right? You and Zemeckis shot with well Stoltz as Marty.
0: My journey with Eric Stoltz starts even earlier. I did a movie with him called The Wildlife. Okay. Cameron Crowe wrote it. And um, we cool. did this movie with, Chris Penn yeah. and uh, Eric Stoltz and myself and it was just you know supposed to be like the spiritual sequel to Fast Times but it was a bomb and they were looking at Eric Stoltz for Back to the Future right and it was a universal film so they saw me on the cam back then when there was no digital thing and
5: way back when
0: 35 years ago and uh so they saw me and they asked me to audition and they were looking at Eric and they asked Eric to audition and they had um I think they're going to release something with me and see Thomas Howell auditioning who I had done Red Dawn with and then right. we made Back in Future uh and they couldn't get Michael Fox so they cast Eric Stoltz who was my friend already he had already played my boyfriend and um and he was my friend and then six weeks it was six weeks in this shooting they fired him and six weeks died. okay Six weeks. So but Michael, Fox, Michael Fox was working, so they, he was always their first choice, but he was doing, what was it?
3: Family, family ties. ties. Family Ties,
0: yeah. So he was still shooting Family Ties, but they somehow tried to make it work. But right. they, um, they, it, was, it was a drag. And then after that, I did Some Kind of Wonderful with him.
2: So, oh, then
0: after that, you did Some Kind of Wonderful? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, so you did Some Kind of Wonderful after Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. no okay that's okay so that must have been funky on that set where he was just like uh <laughs> you know they were, the last thing he was on with you he got this, the axe that's crazy so I, I i would love to see i've never seen any I, any of those scenes with Stoltz. i would love to see those back to the future scenes with them are they out there
0: i think so yeah they're on the internet i think they're in a some kind of special edition I don't know how they got permission to use it, but they, they have a couple scenes with him and it's very different, it's so different. It's, he, he was, you know, had so much gravitas as a dramatic actor that it, it's obviously not as funny. Um, you know, cause, cause Michael, Michael Fox brought his Buster Keaton, you know, his double takes and spit takes and, you know, right. old fashioned kind of physical comedy that he did that was, you know, most people, you know, you have that, but most people can't do that anymore. And, uh, and so that's what he
5: brought but you know, there's so, such
2: different actors. It's so funny. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's such a funny thing when you go, I, I can't, can you imagine that? Like Ross, like, can you imagine filming for a month and you're in it? Like, like Daniel Day Lewis was filming, there will be blood. Right. And he turns to like after a month and he's just like, I'm going to try a different voice. Let's go back to the beginning. Like, what was it like? Like, what was it like? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they were like, "Okay, fuck it." And that's the okay. <laughs> can you imagine going back in that movie and doing all those scenes over again? Oh boy. <laughs> but can but so can, so how many scenes were you doing over again in Back to the Future?
0: Um. Well, I I had to, they do some of it's annoying because they use some close-ups from. Mm. Eric Stoltz.
2: No way from other. Yeah, like uh, the scene,
0: the scene where I'm in the having, he's having dinner at my house. Maybe yeah. Like close up and uh, and my no hair way. keeps changing. But we shot the whole opening scene where I go Calvin Klein. That's your name. It's on your underwear. That whole scene. We had shot that whole scene, and I was like, you guys, we have to do the whole thing over. It's just too. You can't make me do. It. Nice. The acting was so different. Yeah. Yeah it was just not fair but the funniest part about it is the whole skateboard sequence with the car and the poop and the whole thing (laughs) they had shot the whole thing so and then they changed costumes so inexplicably if you're walking back watching back of the future inexplicably michael's hair gets slicked back and looks browner And then he also is wearing this weird outfit that comes and goes for no reason. And that's because they had to use all the stunts. Wow. And the stunt man is much taller than, you know, because it's Eric's stunt man. So when you watch that sequence, you can see when they use the wrong. They also changed his shirt, weirdly. So the stunt guy's shirt changed. It's really, (laughs) that's my thing.
3: Poor
2: Biff had to eat that poop several times with two different actors. That's, that's oh a lot.
0: god, He's that's so a lot. Funny,
2: yeah. That um, was- I have actually. Uh, I mean, I know. I know you guys. If you guys have any Back to the Future questions, you know, throw them out there. But I, I definitely have something that I, I, I don't. I want to talk about, which is, you know, the Back Back to the Future has many uh, conspiracies or, or a couple that I know of. Really. Yeah, kind of floating around them. Uh, And uh, I'd love to get into those. If you guys have any more, you know, Hollywood stories, uh, ask those. But I want to get into the conspiracy stuff after.
0: I wouldn't know those because I, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be happy to help if I can.
1: Okay. So. I got a question actually for, for all three of you. Um, but we live in a really cool age for creators, right? There's all these different mediums, uh, that, that you can get something made on. Um, and one of the most entertaining things I've seen in a good long while, uh, involves your daughter, Leah. Zoe was in, uh, the princess bride, uh, home movie thing on Quibi. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was my, I, I, I did the Quibi free trial thing. And, uh, that was the first thing, uh, my girlfriend and I sat down and watched, and we're just. Dying at at some of these really really great scenes from from various people, um. But I just kind of you know what? Uh, how do you guys feel about you know how how it's all changed and and you know where you can you know we were talking Ross about we're not sure where Invincible is going to go, but it can go kind of anywhere. It's you know almost a war for great content, right? Um, what do you guys think about all that?
2: I, I mean, listen, uh, our this show grew out of, um. Having the time and the the, uh, the need to feed the creative beast and and reach out and and so I I, I think it's this time is really kind of you know you can you can do with it what you will you can sit and wallow in the fear or you could you know roll with it and create something out of it and and that's what I appreciate I love about artists they're always taking what they're given and. doing some alchemy alchemy, and, you know, trying to make gold. So I, I, I appreciate that.
0: I think it's also like, just even before COVID and all that, it, it seems like it's more democratic for sure, because it's so much easier to make your own material and you've got, you know, a way to release it on YouTube or whatever. And, and so it seems hopeful what people don't understand sometimes is how hard it is, how hard it is to write something good, how hard it is to be a good actor, how hard it is to put something together. So, so it feels like that's good because we have some appreciation, but as artists, I think, I think it's leveled the playing field, you know, in terms of, of, of creating content. Obviously it's hard to get people to watch stuff, but it feels like a, a, an interesting time. I mean, remember the AIDS epidemic? There were like 20 uh, million plays written about AIDS. I can't wait to see all the 20 million this plays written about down, quarantine, you know, like the stories are crazy and you have one set, you know, <laughs> you've got, you know, someone brings home and are they sick and grandma gets sick and then the baby gets really sick and then somebody dies and they blame everybody like there's so many crazy stories that are going to come out of
2: there's a lot of uh, drama yeah yeah just
0: specifically the covid but the time with the with all the unrest and all the things it's a very interesting time i think i think what you're saying is really cool dan is about the kind of self-reflection and the time to really slow down and and see what means something to you it's a very interesting time
1: Dan, I want Quarantine the musical comedy on a stage yeah. somewhere. You gotta, you gotta helm that project.
2: It's quarantine.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be fun. Uh, no, no, it's, I was thinking about that. I was what? thinking about that. There is some kind of um, like, there is some kind of movie where you're forced to, like, I, I feel, I feel like. I'm definitely, um, there's a story about how people enter into the lockdown and like the, the 12, you know, steps that they go through of, you know, dealing <laughs> with it and, um, which is its own emotional drama. And then, uh, but then in the end, you know, really connecting with the people who are around you, I think there's definitely something there. Um, so, Okay. I wanted to talk about, um, well, before we get into the conspiracies <laughs> with the Back to the Future, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, John Hughes. Okay, so you, you, you got to work with uh, John Hughes, who was the writer of a generation, you know, and I'm, this is, I'm wondering, and you got to be in a, a bunch of his movies, and I'm, and I'm wondering uh, if there was one that you were like, fuck, I wish I was in that one.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to be in Breakfast Club. It was a great, oh. script. yeah, that was a great script. I know I auditioned That's, for Breakfast Club. Which um, part
2: for which part for Molly for for any shitty, of them? such
0: a shitty memory. No, I think it was. I think Molly was always a shoe in It must have been maybe Ali Sheedy's part. Wow, I can't remember, but I know that I wanted to be in the Brat Pack, and I didn't quite make it. And some and then uh, my husband directed Some Kind of Wonderful, so that's probably why I got it because Johnny <laughs> might not have liked me so much, but my husband did. And uh, and then I did uh, Dennis the Menace with him. He was a right. character. He was really a character. My husband did Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, and The Great Outdoors for him, so he was, my husband was like very good friends with him. He actually delivered his one of his eulogies at his funeral, and um, he spent a lot of time with him. He actually like fell asleep on his couch one day, and when he woke up, John had written Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, that- oh. yeah, he just was like, "I wrote this. Look, read this." You know, love that. So, my husband has better stories about him, but he was a character, and so weirdly private and. Strange. I remember when I did some kind of wonderful he, he, we were in um, a gas station and he came to the set and he, he just kind of sauntered over to me and he took my prop purse. I was carrying a purse and he, and he said, can I have that? And I go, okay. And he opened it up to see if it was stuffed with paper oh, or whether boy. I had, you know, character things in yeah, it. Yeah. Luckily, I did have the character things and uh, I passed the test.
2: Nice, nice.
0: And he was an interesting cat.
2: I, uh, yeah, man, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, back to the, back to the future. Uh, no breakfast club. Uh, that was probably the first monologue that I ever learned was the Emilio Estevez monologue. Really? Yeah. For that, that I was doing for like to audition when I was like 15 tape Larry Lester's buns together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That crazy monologue.
2: (laughs) man yeah that was in like a monologue book and i was like oh i I know i know breakfast club let me do this one you know it's funny um
0: it always seems easier than when you actually do it like singing like you're like i know that song i can do that song and you're like and you're like i don't remember that part
2: (laughs) (laughs) fathers so um okay so um Back to the future. Do you wanna hear this conspiracy that's floating around? Let's do the fun one. Let's do the fun one. Let's do the fun one. There's some crazy conspiracies. The fun conspiracy, (laughs) well, maybe this isn't even that fun, but it's um, (laughs) the fact that people are saying (laughs) that Trump is Biff.
0: That's my favorite one.
2: In the second movie. Uh, he is. Class. He really is. It's spot on. Okay. Let me, let's get into the science now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to blow your mind. I don't know if you know this. Tesla. <laughs> what? Tesla, when he was schnaggled, all of his notebooks were left behind. Guess who raided, you know, his hotel room and got all those notebooks every single fbi you know alphabet agency you ever heard of and whose lap did the notebook on time travel land in tesla figured out how time travel works you can look this up he figured out how time travel works the night (laughs) he basically tesla was like working on one of his tesla coils and he touched it by accident and then all of a sudden he was in a time bubble and he was able to see the past and the future and the present at once. Look it up. He wrote this down in a notebook and that notebook landed in John Trump's lap. <laughs> I fell off of a toilet and I hit my head and there was John Trump. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then in comes little Donnie. Whoa, whoa, Uncle <laughs> Uncle John, what are you working on? And he's all, come over here and sit on my lap, Donnie.
0: We're gonna make you
2: a millionaire. And they took the almanac and they went back in time and they, created the trump fortune the trump name and set him up to be el
0: presidente
2: now (laughs) you're okay do you know all this leah no yeah
0: no i I don't know this
2: here's another layer on top of this there is some kind of russian fable called the story of um little Baron Trump, okay? Baron Trump is Trump's little boy. And the story goes that Baron Trump came out of nowhere, knew all this shit about the future (laughs) and just starts dictating all sorts of shit in the past. And his mentor is a guy named Don.
0: No. That's why he goes so easy on the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
4: Those I, done. I, I
0: still, I, I I can't follow those. I mean, I can barely follow the news. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but could you hold on? But but think about that. Oh, think about like all of the the streams lining up there.
5: When was when was this Russian fable popular, though?
2: It's popular now.
5: No, I mean, like, when was it written? Do you know?
2: In like the 15th century or some shit. Yeah, this is this is what I'm thinking. Freaking Donald Trump fell out of the sky and landed in Nostradamus's lap. You know, he's like, and Nostradamus just created all his crazy quatrains trains out of Trump's ramblings.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do they want to kill us all then? What do? Us,
2: I know. What did we do? What did you? We, do? <laughs> <laughs> we We're uh,
0: our own business here. I know. I know. I feel. I feel bad for Tom Wilson because Tom Wilson's like a great guy.
4: Yeah. Biff.
0: And uh, and you know, I think he it, he was. Tortured by playing Biff for so long, and then yeah. Trump comes in, and now it's he's like uh. with Trump. Oh, so uh. it's bad enough that he played like the most hilariously giant evil bad guy. Now he has to be Trump. But anyway, what he's are you do?
2: He shouldn't have gone back in time. He shouldn't have stole the DeLorean.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> okay. So here we are. Is it Red Dawn right now? Are we in the middle of Red Dawn? Tell me.
0: Well, no, because it doesn't make any sense because Russia's supposed to be our enemy, not like allowed to destroy our our election. So I don't, I don't understand. I was weird when I did Red Dawn because it was so, um, you know, it was, uh, Jennifer Gray and I, two, two little, like, you know, uh super liberal girls in the middle of this insanity i mean like all of this like you will take you know second amendment fury and insanity and um you know i mean it was crazy we had we had uh people that were mercenaries real mercenaries training us you know a bunch of like dumb hollywood kids with real guns Whoa. and real ammunition running around Las Vegas, New Mexico. Like, it was insane. I don't know how we lived through it, it you know, hungover. It was insane. And, and like, we, we had mercenaries that would tell us how they killed all these people. And, and this one girl was t- said that these soldiers had surrounded her house and they were gonna kill her. This story really sticks out in my mind. They were gonna kill her. So what she did was take off all of her clothes, completely naked, this was in Africa, she was okay. white, and she put a gun, a submachine gun behind her back, like this, and walked out to greet them. And they were so stunned at seeing like a John naked McClane. woman, yes. that she killed them all. Wow. <gasps> this is the stories that I heard. Don't know if it was true, but uh, no. that's what I heard. That's what Red Dawn was like, insane. And- uh,
2: Max, Hans. That's amazing, so that's that's incredible. She pulled the John McClane on them. She that, surprised that- them with the nakedness. And yes. then whipped out the gun tape to her butt. I can't believe that.
0: <laughs> so we had we had all this craziness going on. And uh, all these crazy actors. All these amazing character actors. I mean, Ben Johnson played my grandpa. Like, it was fun. Westerns are really fun. Have you guys done Westerns? Well, I guess, you know, your show is kind of a Western. Yeah, we
2: get to ride horses and stuff on The Walking Dead. That's cool. John C. Riley, uh, not John C. Riley, not John C. Riley. Uh, what's
5: his John name? C. Thomas
0: Howell.
2: C. Thomas Howell. John C. Riley. C. Thomas Howell is in The Walking Dead. He's a he's a great horseman, man. He's just like he grew oh, up with that stuff. Yeah. He yeah. was.
0: That's why, like, we had helicopters really low and everything, and I'm like, I'm getting on his horse. And there's a great shot I'm still proud of yeah. where he's on the horse and he scoops up and picks me up and I jump on the back of his horse oh. and yeah off. And he was like sixteen. Right. Yeah, he's really cool. I like him. That
5: did, was you, did you? Did John C. Riley was on our show though. Just like, hey, we gotta kill these walkers. They're coming right ass. We gotta, we gotta get out of here right now. They're <laughs> scary. You know what
2: I mean? I tee him up, and he knocks them out of the park.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> about those bugs in Atlanta? Don't you oh, shoot God. that in Atlanta? No. Oh,
2: yeah. oh my god, it's, it's like aliens,
0: horrible. it's horrible.
5: The worst, but it's, it's, not- the, it's the uh, no see that just crawl up your. They just, I still have welts from last season on my legs. They, 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 by the time you're all healed up, you're going back to work for the new season, and it just you can't believe how fast they just burrow into your skin and leave welts all over your body. It's crazy.
0: That's, whenever I watch a show, all I can think about is the bugs bugging you guys because <laughs> <laughs> I've it's been shot. And
2: it's, it's, it's horrible. That's hilarious. It's like we're hitting zombies and then they yell cut and we're like hitting bugs. So, okay, so space camp. What? Holy shit, space Space? camp. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Young, okay, young Joaquin Phoenix, that's the whole thing. And uh, Space Camp is amazing because like the whole, the whole secret space program thing going on. Now. Like what kind of training did you have? Like you had, so Link, you're a badass. You had, you had military like gun training and you had like space training. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, yeah. what did you do for Space the Camp?
0: Space Camp was a disaster because this, I don't think this has ever happened. The first day of shooting, we were 10 days behind because they literally have no idea how to shoot it. They were like, it's gonna be weightless. And I was like, great. And we showed up to work and they're like, it's gonna be weightless. And we're like, how? And they're like, we don't know. I mean, that's it. <laughs> so it was a disaster. Like, so then they were like, Leah, you're a dancer. So, so so just do this. Ohm's burn at two o'clock. What? <laughs> that's that was how they that's how they sold weightless. And then they You were bouncing on my, one leg? Or poor Joaquin was am- Phoenix was, was like nine years old And he was like 24 by the time we finished <laughs> Six months to shoot that thing It was horrible
2: Oh my god And everyone had like one huge leg And one just like normal leg <laughs> From all the balancing
5: on the leg
0: yeah. <laughs>
5: What did they do about your hair? Did they put hairspray in it to keep it from no, Not gave, going to one side? On
0: they gave up on that really fast It was a disaster And then the worst thing about it is is that we made the movie about a couple of plucky kids who accidentally get blasted off oh. into space in the space shuttle, and while they're editing it, the space shuttle blew up with the teacher in
1: oh, it. Challenger, yeah. it oh, Challenger! Yeah, was Challenger.
0: So God. it was it was super sad for us because we'd spent a lot of time, oh. and uh, and I, I had I met we'd met you know Sally R- Sally Rand and um, Sally Ride, and uh, we'd met all the astronauts. It was very sad. So that was kind of a super-duper bummer for us, because we lit- literally had lived in that mock-up of the space shuttle for wow. so long. And, of course, the movie was a disaster, but that was sad. But we still, that movie, we did have fun, because it was Kelly Preston, rest in peace, and uh, Kate Capshaw, who were two very funny, lovely women that I spent a lot of time with. And uh, we, ha- we laughed and laughed and laughed.
1: What's the most fun you've had on on any of those projects and any any set? What's the most fun?
0: Um I think Red Dawn cuz it was just like camp. It was just insanity. Yeah. You know. So Who, who was, was hooking up?
2: Was 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 Jennifer Grey hooking up with Swayze there? Was that happening already?
0: No, they actually she really didn't like him, which was really sad. Um, oh. I don't know if that's a joke. That's a secret.
1: No, they, no, it's not
0: they did not oh. like each other and so when she really? had to do dirty dancing with him i was like
2: why are you gonna do this darker? that's but, hilarious yeah like, hey, that's hysterical wow okay i did not know that i i cut us the acting was brilliant there's
1: a dan there's a great mini series on netflix the the movies that made us and there's also the toys that made us mm-hmm. um one of those episodes is uh is dirty dancing and it kind of like Airs out all of that uh, Jennifer really? Gray and Swayze stuff. It was uh, some, yeah. There was there was a lot, lot of tension
5: there. There was also a Die Hard episode of that. You should watch Dan if you have. Yes. Already. Yes. Oh. Really? Movie. Yeah, yeah. I That's look. my favorite action movie of all time. So like, yeah,
2: I love love Die Hard. It's my
1: favorite Christmas movie.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Hey, you were in Jaws 3D. Was that, I remember that like being the first, first huge 3D movie, right? I mean, it,
0: I'm not sure. And huge, I, I don't know. It was, <laughs> that was another movie where they were like, it's going to be in 3D. And we showed up and they're were like, we're not so sure how to do this. Just throw
2: it on your leg. Yeah, exactly. uh, come at the camera. That's hysterical. <laughs> Is
4: that the you one know, know, that's Mike why I keep doing
0: be. this during the interview. Because that was my 3D acting, I learned.
2: <laughs> that's funny man yeah that oh man that that cast is pretty brilliant lou gossett jr Jr.?
5: yes
0: Uh, my favorite thing about that movie is that i i lied and said i could uh water ski and i had to water (laughs) ski on a three-tier pyramid have you ever seen one there's like six guys on the bottom two girls on their shoulder and then another girl on the top and i had to do that i had to i didn't know how to water ski i didn't know how to swim but I lied.
2: You just say yes.
0: What you do in your first movie. And um, so I had to learn how to do that water ski pyramid. And uh, so I'm standing on these two little girls shoulders. And if you fall forward,
4: (laughs) because
0: there's all (laughs) the So so, um, then they go, oh, surprise, you have to do the three tier pyramid on the ocean, not a lake, but an ocean, because that's the story. And so I did, and it was
2: really fun. I like stunts, don't you like stunts? Love stunts, love stunts. I, I lied about riding horses for The Walking Dead. I was yeah, I love horses. <laughs> yeah, I was scared shitless, but now I like I like riding horses. Last time I was on a horse, I was I was five years old, being led at like a pony ride, and I was sneezing the entire time. I was crying and sneezing. That's what I remember. Uh, did you I, do Yeah. That?
0: Did you have to ride a lot of horses on Walking Dead? Did you have to yeah.
2: Ride? They basically, you know, I, I can get it up to an okay trot. That's what I do, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I I, love that. I always wanted to be in a Western, man. I always wanted to be in a Western. And, uh, this what, is, What
3: is
1: your favorite Western, Dan?
2: Ooh, um, maybe High Plains Drifter or Good, you know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. One of those, uh, all those Eastwood movies. Love those movies, man. Um and um no silverado country for, for no me. country for old men is a good one too i think that's a pretty good wish. silverado that's
1: a fucking great cast that is my favorite amazing right um Young so, goldblum's in that costner uh scott glenn danny glover um amaz- uh, uh uh oh gosh the character actor who played the evil sheriff um was in- brian dennehy brian dennehy was in that right yeah it's an
2: amazing cast um, okay, so now here we are. Um, we are at this this segment of the show, which I like to call "Tales from Beyond the Veil." Tales from Beyond the Veil. It's August. Is Tales from Be? <laughs> is August is Tales from Beyond the Veil month? Um, on uh, on the Forty Experience podcast, um, and these are stories. And I often find that my artist friends have these wild experiences. Like I've, I happen to have seen all sorts of things, ghosts, UFOs, funky stuff. Uh, And I'm wondering if any of you guys have any wild stories specifically recently. Um, And I'm wondering Leah, if you have any time traveling stories, that would be awesome. but uh, I, could, I could kick it off with a story if anyone wants to hear something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So very recently, um, while in Atlanta, this is like campfire stories. I was shooting The Walking Dead and I was with another uh, actress. Someday she'll be on the show and she'll let me say her name, but, but she's very cautious about it. And she was, we were sitting there and it was like, kind of like a past midnight smoking a joint or whatever. And um, just, you know, coming down after the day. And she starts talking about how, um, you know, sometimes when she does like Kundalini breathing, stuff like that, that she sees funky shit, you know, she sees like, you know, sacred geometry, like funky orbs and stuff like that. And while she's saying this to me, She opened, she like was like picturing it. And then she opens her eyes and she goes, oh my God, Dan, Dan, look. And I go, I go, what? And I turn around and there's a freaking (laughs) green, blue aquamarine glowing orb just above the, over the pool, just above the tree line at the peach sea, the peach tree city hotel and conference center and disco lounge. The, and this orb, it was as if it was like, hey. We guys talking about me, and we're it was just like, "Holy shit!" And it was just floating there, just above the tree, tree line, and um, we're both looking at it. And she's like, "Oh my god, Dan! It came from all the way, all the way out in space." And the time that it took for me to turn from here to here to look at it, she said it zoomed in and was just suddenly fucking there. And you know, thank God she was there with me. Um, I've seen all sorts of UFOs and crazy shit. Yeah, that was the, that was the orb situation. <laughs> I have another situation where I, I saw a fucking, it looked like a goddamn parking lot of close encounter vehicles. I'm not even fucking just floating right above the sky, above my cabin.
0: No. <laughs>
2: yeah, you want to hear that one?
0: Yeah, because I got nothing.
2: You got nothing?
0: Nothing like that.
2: Really? Not even
5: a ghost or two? No.
0: <laughs> really? No.
5: Okay, I'll have a... Of that stuff? I got a ghost story.
0: You do? Yeah.
2: Tell us the ghost story.
5: Well, it was... I was, So I was working at a sorority house back in 04 because uh, I was very broke and I couldn't afford uh, housing. So I took a job as a houseboy
2: um, That's a movie from the '80s. Okay, yeah, where's, yeah, yeah. where's John yeah. Why is he not writing? I actually now? already written a script it? for it. Yeah. <laughs> but,
5: um, I I lived houseboy. What's that?
1: It's Paul's it <laughs> 10, the houseboy. <laughs> yes.
5: But I lived in the basement of this sorority house with 80 girls living up above, and I was like, my job was to cook for them six days a week. I had to uh, shovel the walks. I had to fix all the furniture. I had to clean up after them. The whole thing, and in return, I got free housing and, and free food. Um, well, but the summer before then, I was the only one staying.
2: As you wish.
5: Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was uh, it just me, just me living in the in this massive mansion the the three months leading up to that that senior year that was the 2004, I guess. And uh, I'll never forget. Like it was three o'clock in the afternoon. I had just finished. Food. Furniture in the quad, which was a bigger room, and I was bringing out my tools. And I looked down this long corridor. I just said I felt this presence, and I just looked down, and the corner of my eye, this woman dressed in Victorian attire. Because the the mansion was built in the mid 1850s. Well, she's just standing there, and she just slowly looks at me, not threatening or anything, just stares at me. And I and I just look at her. And I'm like, hello. You know, knowing (laughs) this is obviously a ghost, but it was so obvious that it was a a, a woman, you know, it was a person there. And I just- Full body apparition. Hello, hello. And she just disappeared into the wall. And and my dumbass started running after her to just verify with my eyes, I guess, what I was seeing. And I checked every single word. I was the only one staying there. I wasn't under the influence of anything. I was the only one, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. And I and I almost lost my mind that summer because of it. It was insane.
0: Was that Love. the only time that happened, or did it happen? What's again? that? Did it happen again?
5: Never again. Just the one time. Wow. Yeah. Bizarre. But that's like when, when you see stuff like that, you're like, oh, I guess ghosts are real. I I, I was always so skeptical, and then you see something like that, and you're like, well, shit. I can't. Well, were able, so-
2: You were able to see through her and. Was she, misty? she
5: wasn't fully transparent she was kind of wow. a little bit a little bit transparent but not crazy transparent had you,
0: you been smoking pot
5: <laughs> i was not smoking pot no i mean i was in general that summer but not not at that point i anyway, might my... i find that smoking weed and and fixing furniture with heavy power tools is probably not the best idea so i i, I refrained during the work day <laughs>
2: My uh my close encounters uh situation, I was on I wasn't on anything. I was s- s- more sober than I'd ever been in my life.
0: What happened? Tell us.
2: Okay. So I'm at this retreat in uh Sulphur Springs. Okay, it's like the Zen retreat. You give up your phone, um, you can't, you know, n- no drugs, no alcohol, you're just there to like. You know, drama therapy and work on yourself and your chakras and shit. And so I'm there in the um, in this cabin. Everyone had to get their little individual cabins. And we're out in the middle of the fucking, you know, you're in the woods. And, um, and I was sleeping and it was like around, you know, three o'clock in the morning. And I, 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 I always, <laughs> I sleep naked. And uh, so I'm sitting there and I wake up and I go, what the fuck? Uh I hear something outside and I, I put clothes on because I think I'm in shoes and everything and I think I'm going outside. <laughs> and I get to the front door and it has one of these like um like uh like little curtain windows, like a little latch, you know, you can open in the door and look out and it had a little curtain on it. So I put the curtain on <laughs> Look up and uh, I shit you not in the fucking sky right above. It was like a convention of close encounter vehicles. It was just like, they were all like, just kind of talking with each other, you know, know? Uh, (laughs) and I'm just looking up and I think like, oh my God, what am I looking at right here? And it's as if they noticed I was there because they all tilted toward me and the lights change. Right. They all get like, (laughs) they all did like the same light color, like they all turn purple. And I'm just like, fuck. And I swear to God, I am then pushed backwards. Okay. Uh, and I'm not just floating on one leg, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not just hanging on one. I am pushed backwards, several feet to my bed, land backwards on my bed, hard like diagonally across the bed, my feet hanging over the side and I'm out. Asleep. Next thing I know is waking up next morning to my alarm in exactly the same spot in my clothes. (laughs) I have never slept, walked slept, walked in my entire life. Um, That's the only time I've ever had that kind of experience, but it was like the vehicles looked down and was just like, we better shut him up. (laughs) And that was, unless, you know... They
0: didn't sometime. probe you? You weren't probed? That's what
2: everybody asked. I felt my ass was perfectly fine. There was no ectoplasm around anybody's fingers. <laughs> I, um, I was fine. Uh, um, yeah, but I, I've had a lot of UFO experiences. I've had some ghost experiences as well. Um, but uh, And I'm wondering, Ross... Uh, have you ever seen any more ghosts after that experience, or was that the only
5: one? I mean, I've 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 felt presences, but I've never seen like an actual apparition after that. So yeah, we got had like, uh, a, yeah
1: two two quick ones for you, Dan. So <clears throat> Ouija boards. I will never go near one in my adult life after uh, my one experience when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, but uh, so we gather around the Ouija board, do the thing. Couple of like with four of my friends in high school. And um, I was asking it about my great grandfather. Um, I don't know if I've ever even told you this. My great grandpa was Jack Haley. He was uh, the Tin Man, in the Wizard of Oz. Oh,
3: what? No. <laughs>
2: what? Um, yeah. Yeah. If I only had that at home, Yeah. Hold on. I, I interviewed <laughs> you once. Now, yeah. did, you, did you talk about that in that I interview? Think so. I'm saving that interview. Now I'm going to put it out. All right. The <laughs> anniversary of Wizard of Oz. There we go. Um,
1: that's <laughs> so, crazy he was a tin man he was the tin man um and you know he was he he died when i was really really young so um you know i was like all right if this is this is the thing that's who i kind of want to talk to right um and so to to like verify that it's a you know a spirit that you're, you're talking to you ask it a question only the you know no one in the room would be able to know so i asked you know what was our pet name uh for for my great-grandfather and i know that nobody in that room had any idea right and it starts to spell out the pet name we had for pop jack and and i'm like nope you guys have fun peace out enjoy and i don't go anywhere near a ouija board ever since then because that thing moved i know i didn't move it they spelled the name out that they would never have known and i'm like nope peace out (laughs) wow what was the um what
2: what was the the nickname it was, it was like, Pop Pop Jack,
1: and I didn't say Pop his Jack. name, and they didn't know who I was referring wow. to. And I have multiple great grandfathers, um, and uh, and I'm like, what you know, what do we call my my great grandfather? And Pop Jack spells out, I'm like, oh,
2: bye. Wow.
1: Top. Um,
0: and this, then the that's other,
1: crazy. The other one, I, uh, you um, Leah, you might be the one person that knows this uh, this place. The are you familiar with the Spadina House? No. The, uh, it's the witch's house in Beverly Hills oh. on uh, Walden and Carmelita.
0: Yes, yeah, I've heard of it.
1: So uh, this is a it's it's gorgeous. If you guys ever look this up, um, it was a, uh, it was built by a, a set director um, from the the you know like twenties and thirties, and it was <laughs> uh, supposed to be offices um, in Culver City, and then they moved it from Culver City to Beverly Hills, um, and it's this you know amazing witch's house. Um, and, uh, so my, uh, my great grandfather, he owned the house that was across the street from it on the other corner. Um, and so we were friendly with them and I get to go into the witch's house when I was a kid, which is awesome. Um, but, uh, one time I, uh, I stayed over and in the middle of the night I get up and I shit you not, I see a ghost apparition walk from the, where I was laying in the, um, uh, uh, like a den Uh, walk from like the den to the the entryway and just like turn and look and
2: then gone. Hmm. Freaky.
0: The only thing that I've ever had was that I used to, I used to leave my body.
1: Holy shit. That's what I want to hear. No big deal, guys. No big deal. Astro projecting. Go for
0: it. uh, Three minutes
1: ago, I have nothing.
0: No, no, no. I used to astro project and I don't do it anymore. But when I was much younger, I used to and I... I think it started when I was a little kid because my brothers and sisters are a lot older than me. So they would always send me to, to go to bed. So I would, I learned how to get out of my body and go hang out with them. And it wasn't just that I was listening. I would literally go through it because it's super scary. I don't know if anybody's ever done it, but, or I don't know if it's real, but once you wake up and you're out of your body, it's super scary because you feel dead you're scared because you can see your body, right? And you can also see all the way around you like this, like, a, like it's not your eyes because you can see everywhere. So yeah. that's really weird too, that you can see behind and forward and it's really weird. And there's always like a huge, for me, there was always a really big noise, like a <sighs> at first that would wake me up wow. and then I'd be out of my body. And then I would just, it's, it's like you start to pray because you're scared, like you're dead. So you start to pray and then you'd have to make either the decision to kind of go back or you'd have to make the decision to go forward. And and for me, wow. this happened all, all through my twenties, like mid twenties and, and I lo- certain periods of time, I would work on it so I could do it my, on purpose. Like I could make oh it God. happen. Oh my God. Or I would wake up and just be outside of my body. And the, the weird things that I remember was that you could see all the way around. And yeah. the other thing is that you can go, you get to a wall and you go, I can go through this. And you just go through it. And that's the speed of travel is really like either really slow and then like super fast. You know, kind of like a science fiction movie. And I would go like up really high and then you would see other people and that other things, lights, around you and that would really be scary because you weren't sure how to communicate or if they were good or bad so it was really scary but that's the only thing that that happened to me and and all and and it was just uh, scary so it was like a spiritual experience trying to like get through the fear of it and to and to enjoy the beauty of like being really far out in space, kind of, and seeing the world. It sounds really weird, but that's my only thing. I, but, I, but I don't know if the things, the beings that I would talk to were dead or alive. I don't know. And you talk in a different way because you're not talking. So, right. so you're just experiencing the spirit of the person. Um, but that, that's the only thing that really makes me feel like there's something else, because I experience that so often.
2: Wow. Okay, hold on, hold on. Several questions. So, so what did the earth look like from where you were?
0: Beautiful, just like you would see a picture, just really beautiful. But the the weird thing was how fast you could get back. You know what I mean? If you could get really far away, because I would, would learn, like, I'd get scared. So I'd go visit my sister in her apartment you know, and, and I'd go through her window. And like a couple of times people said like a big light came to me last night and that, and I'd be like, Oh, that was me. But that I, was, me. I
4: think, was the light.
0: I <laughs> was a light that came. I would go to visit people that I knew to feel like I wasn't dead. Wow. Um, But anyway, that that's a true story that happened okay. to me.
2: Okay. So it's synchronistic because John Miller, we just did the reading of Brooklyn gladiator. He's an astral projector so it's all connected here so so i've always been fascinated with astral astral projection we can go for a little while longer here we're at the 2 hour mark but um when i was a kid i'm very sure i was doing it all the time um and i would have these you know i would i would call them flying dreams essentially where i was able to basically control it and go around and have that vision the 360 vision and um, but I, I past ten, I was done. So you're telling me, you did it through your twenties, and you had, you have, and and so when did it start to peter out? Well, how come it doesn't happen anymore?
0: Well, I don't know. I'm t- it's too scary. It just got too scary. It's too scary. I think I was just braver. Besides, I was making all those movies. There was enough anxiety in my life to deal with you- all of that.
2: Do you think that if you were given the tools to control it and some body armor to travel with that you would work on it again?
0: Maybe. Maybe if I felt, you know, very safe. Yeah, But I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I knew that, I don't know, that was it's just scary. It's really scary when you wake up
4: and,
0: and you're out of your body. I mean, and then my grandma was shot. Uh, was shot in around this time, and Whoa. she experienced that whole thing where you like leave your body and you see your body and you go through a white light and all that stuff. And she wasn't spiritual. And this was like 1968 or 69. You know, so this wasn't common knowledge. This story, Whoa. and she was just a very practical Minnesota, you know, farm lady. Yeah. And, And she went through that whole kind of experience of that, and um, that was kind of interesting, you know, because it's the classic near-death experience of leaving your body and having your your husband, your dead husband, tell you you have to go back, and being like sad about going back. But I think that I think that it just became too scary, you know.
2: (laughs) So you saw? I mean, okay. So you've seen ghosts, you've seen uh, entities on the other side. You and and you even described being an orb. You know, you were someone uh, saw this light coming to their, you know. Who knows what I saw? That UFO with the girl that's from the Walking Dead cast. Like, who knows? Maybe we crazy. maybe maybe that's what you become. You know, they talk about yogis becoming, you know, entering their rainbow light bodies and And, you know, turning into basically orbs of light, you know, and you see these ghost hunter shows and they talk about the orbs of light and maybe, you know, maybe that's what we become afterward. You know, yeah. If you're able to control your soul and your you know, and the energy afterward, maybe you just become a big star.
0: Well, it's It's so so cool that you guys both saw it. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. We, I had, uh, I had witness. We had witnesses. Um,
1: OK, that's Dan. A lot, of our, a lot of our audience is sharing some really cool stories in the chat. Well, let's bring um, them on here. Let's that, hear them. Uh, uh, so I'll give you guys a, a quick run through. But um, uh, Sharon, um, who actually is uh, an actress in the MCU, she plays Soren and uh, Captain Marvel is uh, hanging with us. Um, and she used to project her dreams onto her bedroom walls and watch them like movies. Um, yes. Uh, we have, uh, Laura who I believe is, um, in your time zone, Dan. So two something AM hanging out with us. Um, and, uh, she's felt like very cold touches, um, and, uh, woken up and thought that someone was standing at the end of the bed, um, and things like that. Um, Marsha, uh, fell asleep watching something on the couch and the next morning ended up in her bed, zero recollection. Um, so yeah, there's some, there's some really cool stories and, uh, and people really love, uh, loved hearing kind of uh, all of
2: this. Go Damn, back to beyond dream, the real. The dream projector. That's yes, crazy. I've always wanted to do that. Just like someone's like try to remember your dreams. Like I can't fucking remember it. Hold on, and you just like show it on the wall for someone, like a movie.
1: Yeah, and she even said she could rewind and redo a moment, just for herself or for, for other people. For I, I will ask clarification.
0: That oh. is. So
2: cool. I love this stuff, man. I love all this stuff. Okay. Um, That was amazing.
0: Really, really happy and fun.
2: Wow. Um, We go crazy
1: places on this show. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. So let's do some audience questions if anybody, and then we'll wrap it up. I know we're going, we're we're about, we're going over, but I love you guys and we're having a blast. So I hope you guys are having fun. Um, You're like, yeah, maybe. Uh, So um, let's do some, some audience questions and then we'll wrap it up and we'll we'll sounds good
1: and i have sprinkled some of them uh across uh, uh throughout the show but um uh from audrey j dan uh what do you do before filming a scene how do you prepare <laughs> <laughs> what's the movie i'm working on <laughs> you
2: know uh let me see well you got
1: okay well you got uh uh fantastic beast three coming up so what's fantastic what's the prep for 3. jacob
2: yeah um that is a very uh professional atmosphere and um that that situation is basically um because I'm so close to the character he's like in my blood it's like playing like a like a great grandfather or something once I got that mustache you know and they put my hair to the side and they put me in that costume I I just look in the mirror I'm just like Okay, I'm ready. You know, it's it doesn't take much to get into that character. I, you know, he's he's like I said, he's in my DNA. What about you guys? How do you guys prepare?
1: Fogler's famous pumpernickel. <laughs> That's
2: right. I take a little little taste of the pumpernickel and I get ready to rock. Uh, okay. What about you guys?
5: I don't prepare. I don't. Prepare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you do the Chris Walken method.
1: Yeah. You know what I want to know, Ross. So, so Leah and Dan both shared. What have you lied about to get a role?
5: Well, oh, I, get a role. Um, ooh. I I said that I was really proficient in Spanish for a role. <laughs> I, I'm pretty I'm pretty decent in Spanish, but like they needed someone who was really good at Spanish, and I just. I, <laughs> I, but uh, yeah,
2: that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, how do you fake that, man?
5: Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to come up. I was like, yeah, I didn't do Spanish. Spanish."
0: Ross, what did you play in the Cherry Orchard?
5: Oh, Oh. how did you you know about that?
0: (laughs) She looked you up, man.
5: (laughs) Oh, I played Yasha. (gasps) That's my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts.
0: You must have been amazing. Do you remember one line?
5: I I mean, like, I I think it was a... Oh, what was what was the idiot? What was the idiot who was always dropping stuff with the glasses?
2: Oh, was I was like, the passerby. Was you that? <laughs> I was the passerby in that show.
5: You're the passerby, nice.
2: Yeah, I, it was ridiculous oh. because in that production we were in college, and they and it was horrendous. It was like experimental, and the if you weren't in the scene, you were the cherry orchard. So you were in the back and you were acting as a tree. So, so could you imagine? So I, I, w- I had fucking one scene. So the entire show, I'm fucking tree in the breeze. I'm a tree in the breeze. And then I'd fall asleep standing up. And then someone would nudge me. And I'd be like, fuck! And
3: then <laughs> I'd, run on stage. I'd run on stage and do a, you know, run out to the
2: front of the stage. And oh, it was, and I'd get a huge laugh because everyone would know what was going on. They'd be like,
3: fucking fuck, I was asleep standing up back there.
2: Uh, yeah. And a Kopec, it- i talked about Kopecs or some shit. I don't know. No. Who I are you? Said,
0: if you guys do this, like it doesn't matter how long a play you're doing or whatever, when you're done, it's just erased. It's always amazing <laughs> to me how like the day after I rap, I am don't remember yeah. anything.
5: You yeah. have to. You have to purge that shit because it's exactly. just, it's so much in the forefront of your mind during the production that by the time it's over, you're like, I gotta do something else. I gotta make room for other information. Yeah, you gotta
2: make room. You got to yeah. make room. There's only so many gigabytes. Do you know that um, Mary Lou Hanner? I learned this about her. Mary Lou Henner has this, talk about Tales from Beyond the Veil. She has this memory where she remembers every single day of her life perfectly.
0: Horrible. Horrible.
5: That sounds awful.
2: Yeah, there's a ton I'd love to forget. <laughs> right? She has no, there is no you know, short term. She just,
0: she
3: just constantly.
2: Yeah. It was uh, 1975. I had scrambled eggs and uh, someone spilled coffee on me. And she just knows everything. It's fucked up. Um, anyway, any more questions?
1: Let's have one more yes. question. Um, uh, apropos to uh, Leah directing star girl, which I'm very excited uh, for that show to start. Um, uh, if you could have a superpower, which one would you choose?
0: Oh, Hmm. Oh. Superpower.
2: Superpower. Hmm. I would have the power to snap my fingers, and it would just be peace on earth. <gasps> so you'd be a genie. I'd be who? The genie. Oh, the genie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, unlimited power.
3: I'd like. I was just dreaming
2: because
0: I was a. A ballet dancer. I was remembering a, a step. I was trying to do the certain move in my dream, and um, I missed that. So I think it would be something physical, like having, like really be being able to fly and be strong. When you're a woman and you're not very strong, and you see men being really strong, it's really a kind of a drag. I'd like to be really strong and be able to fly. And
2: you're also like, if you work on an astral projecting thing, that's, that's pretty. That's an amazing superhero right there.
0: There you go.
2: Gives Doctor Strange a run for his money. What about well, you, uh, Rostifer?
5: I, I thank you for calling me Rostifer. I never. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I really I really think that being invisible would be the coolest thing ever. You know, there's, there's so many things you could do with that. It's
2: very you functional. Know? Did very you come functional. up with that? Did you come up with that when you were in the basement of the Sarari house, or?
5: Uh-huh. Like, uh, no, 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 no. No, honestly, I think I think it'd just be a fascinating thing to be a fly on the wall and and you could do a lot of good. I mean, obviously you could do a lot of bad things too, but I think you could do a lot of good with the invisibility cloak, like just being invisible everywhere. Oh my gosh, yeah. things you could get done, phew, amazing. Yeah. I,
2: like, I like the cloak idea. It's mm-hmm. the guys who are just like, I have to take off all my clothes to be invisible. <laughs> Those guys weird me out. you be like, why? <laughs> hey Ross.
1: Hey Ross. Laura points out you you actually do have the power to turn into just about anyone you want with your awesome impressions. Oh,
2: that's nice. Oh <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs>
4: That's
0: nice. Um
2: well this was a wonderful uh this was wonderful for me. Uh I, I hope you guys uh, thank you for joining us. Um my God, Leah Thompson, Ross Marquand, oh, what wonderful guests you are! Bernie Bregman, wonderful co-host. You guys, um, I've been was so excited for this episode, and and I I'm very happy, very pleased how it went. How about you, Bernie? You feel good about it, buddy?
1: I this was we went into some very cool places that we haven't gone before. I think it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, pleasure to get Ross back Leah pleasure to meet you um, and uh, and Dan we do have a, a special outro this week
2: oh yes we do we have right. uh, a, a a song by the flux capacitors that's a tribute to Leah Thompson
1: that's right so Dan I don't know if you know but uh, Leah if I'm not mistaken you did your singing in Howard the Duck am I correct
0: indeed indeed
1: so so, Leah's a little rocker, Dan. And uh, Dan, also an incredible singer, I might add. Um, I just assume so, Ross sings as well. Ro- do you, Ross? You, no, no. We, I, no, we talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And I know it's there.
5: I sing badly. I, I usually just do Psycho Killer by The Talking Heads. Right. That's oh. to the extent of
2: my singing. But that's his just that's his impression. Just, just do impressions of the no, singer. No, we gotta we gotta
1: work that out. When whenever we get to Comic Con again for real, Ross has to join you and the Flux Capacitors on stage, and that'll be amazing. Uh, nice. Leah, also, should you ever happen to be down at Comic Con, um, we uh, we throw some parties, and Dan comes in and uh, sings with the band. Um, and the band is actually one of it, the best flashback band I've ever seen. Uh, they're truly incredible, and uh, they dress as the Back to the Future characters. Um, they're I've called never the Flux Capacitors. How they're...
0: have I heard of this? That's crazy.
1: So, uh, yeah, they're fantastic. Um, they've they've performed with uh, some really amazing uh, artists from uh, the songs that they do. Also, uh, some of the some of the Back to the Future cast, I know. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but Mayor Goldie Wilson. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, he's he's, he's he's done some stuff with them. Um,
0: full of
1: So uh, they have a little message for you. And uh, we tacked that on to the front of uh, they got together from in quarantine and they got together and they uh, they threw some track down on Johnny B. Good. So we are going to close this here Third episode of the Dan Fogler 4D experience video cast here on the NerdBot Media Network with Ross Marquand and Leah Thompson. I am the Geek Gatsby Bernie Bregman, my man Dan Fogler right there. And ladies and gentlemen, and Leah most of all, here is a, a message and a performance from the Flux
4: you.
2: Hey, Leah, this is Tyler. Uh, greetings from the Flux Capacitors. Hi, Leah, I'm Brian. Come on. Leah, what's happening? I'm Mike. Hey, Leah, I'm Jonas.
5: And I'm Ryan, I'm the keyboardist.
0: Hi, I'm Erica.
5: And I'm Shanti. And we just want to say good luck on Dan and Bernie's show and enjoy the Johnny Be Good video.